With high expectations, humanity goes into outer space and becomes listeners of Fanholes, the pop culture podcast made for the fans by the fans. Episode 16, Blue Cupcakes. Hey folks, welcome back to Fan Holes. We are going to have a special little bit of a show for you this evening. We're going to be talking about pretty much anime in general. Anime is a very, very popular genre that a lot of people like. Cartoons, manga, whatever you have. Japan has exported a lot of really cool things to us over the years, and we're just pretty much going to delve into it in depth. But to get things started, we're just going to go ahead and get everybody founding off, let us know who's all here. As you very well know, I am Tony. You may know me as Chainclaw on the Bot Talk forums. Who else is here this week? Hey, this is Brian, a.k.a. Breakdown. Hey, what's up? This is Derek. I'm Derek WC. I'm Mike, and I am a Gundam. (laughs) Nani? I'm Justin, and I'm also Grimlock. Awesome, awesome. As I said, this is going to be a very anime-influenced episode. So basically, if you're a fan of anime, hopefully you will enjoy. Not necessarily. Obviously, our enemies are very technologically advanced. We're going to start off with probably the most, eh, maybe popular franchise in America right now. It's kind of gone by the wayside in the last couple years. But during the early 90s, it was red hot, almost rivaling DBZ, which I know a lot of you know. It's called Gundam. Mobile Suit Gundam is basically an anime series that is huge in Japan even now. Basically about giant robots. Who doesn't love giant robots? I know I do. Transformer fan. Can't even pretend like Gundam didn't appeal to me from the outset. Basically the basic plot is people piloting giant robots fighting each other, but there's social, political intrigue. There's a little bit of emotional attachment involved against their rivals and stuff. It's not just basic robots. There's actually people who pilot these things. It's not a simple story by any stretch of imagination. There's a lot of things that go on that most people go, wow, that's really interesting. And then sometimes it's like, really, shut up. You're being a whiny emo bitch. Um, <laughs> yes, Quest, you shut up. You shut up. <laughs> oh, we do hate we do hate the Quest. Yes, we do. <laughs> but all in all, the thing that draws people to this series is giant robots beating the crap out of each other. I know two of the biggest fans of the Gundam series in the fan holes continuum would be Derek and Mike. Which one of you guys would like to kind of start us off on the tired Gundam franchise? I'll, I'll, I'll start. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the, what you're talking about before, though, is it's good to note the distinction between, I guess, the super robot genre in Japan and then the real robot genre in Japan. Because, you know, something like, I guess, to current day viewers and listeners, you know, something like Gurren Lagann is part of a, you know, a super robot genre. You know, it's like, it's not quite laced in realism. It's, you know, basically the robot is like a, you know, a DC Comics character. You know, the robot gets formed like Voltron or whoever, you know, and, and you know, basically, you know, beats the shit out of the bad guy and goes home. But the, the real robot genre was, you know, taking the idea of a robot that could be used in wartime, but making it, you know, realistic and not, you know, not focused on, oh, we've got to combine together and save the day, but more that, 
you know, there were going to be elements like you were talking about of, you know, political intrigue, romance, rivalries, and, you know, different things like that. For me, the first time I ever saw any Gundam, and I, I think I mentioned this before on an earlier podcast, but I, I have a, a good friend of mine, Tim Kono, and this was back before, you know, Gundam was on TV or anything like that. And he really, really loved Stardust Memory, you know, 0083. So he wanted to show it to me, you know, and he was the guy who was kind of like, yeah, you know, Optimus Prime is just a Gundam ripoff, you know, because of his, you know, the way his, his, you know, mask plate looked and all that kind of stuff. But at the time, I mean, I was pretty much watching it. I think it was either subtitled or in RAWs. So I wasn't exactly like enthralled. I just kind of watched it with him because he was my buddy and to hang out and stuff like that. And I sort of forgot about it. And then I think eventually Gundam Wing came on to Nami. And I know I, you know, I watched that for a little while and stuff like that. And then I started to rent all the older animes at a place called Odyssey Video. And so I would rent things like, you know, War in the Pocket and, the, you know, the OG Mobile Suit Gundam movies and stuff like that. And by the time I think the Star Wars prequels came out, especially after Episode 2, which really sort of killed the Star Wars prequels for me, or, or Star Wars in general, I guess there was kind of a void in my science fiction love or, you know, whatever you want to call it, that kind of yearning for science fiction. And Gundam kind of filled that void for me. I mean, I, I really got into, you know, Tamino, who was the, the creator of the original Gundam, who worked on practically, you know, almost all the Gundam series up to a certain point until they started getting into the alternate universes like Wing and G Gundam and X and those kind of series. I really liked his work, especially. So not just, you know, Gundam, but also, you know, any other kind of, you know, Aura Battler Dunbine I bought all the DVDs for. And, like, I would watch, you know, fan subs of Space Runway Ideon and things like that. And then the, what also was interesting is around 2000, Mark Simmons came out with a, an official Gundam guide. And this was kind of, you know, back, I think, when they, they were selling, you know, Bandai was releasing the Gundam Wing DVDs and maybe some of the other ones that were airing on Cartoon Network at the time, but not all the series were released on DVD, but it was really cool to read that Gundam guide because he covered every single show. So there was kind of a mysterious anticipation for me where I was like, ooh, what's Gundam X? Like, what's this turn A Gundam thing? Oh, it was designed by the same guy who designed the art in Blade Runner? Like, what's this all about? And I think, you know, by then I had known what Cowboy Bebop was, and I saw that Yoko Kano had done some of the music for Turn A, and all those things were really fascinating to me. And then that kind of led to me buying, like, English Hong Kong bootlegs of things <laughs> like Turn A Gundam and Victory and X and stuff like that. So like I ha I still have them like these really awful, like I haven't watched them in years cause the subtitles are just terrible. It's like, you know, Oh, I go to store knock boots, you know, and you're kind of like, what does that mean? I have no <laughs> idea. But you know, you're trying to follow along with the plot or whatever. And then of course, like one of my favorite series is, is Zeta, you know, Zeta Gundam's like the empire strikes back of Gundam. You know, I love Camille beat on, you know, and, and, you know, it's it's just a cool, awesome show. Tomino has a nickname where they kind of call him Kill 'Em All Tomino because in a certain amount of his shows, the, a lot of the protagonists end up getting killed off and, and dying and stuff like that. And so there's there's that kind of element to it where, you know, there, there aren't any, you know, survivors or whatever. So that there's that kind of thing. I think 
let me see, like Aura Battler Dunbine is kind of the same kind of ending as well, you know, where like a lot of the lead characters get killed off and stuff and like spoilers, but you know, yeah, they do. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely enjoy Gundam a good deal. And then, you know, even, even up, you know, I, most of the series, I would have to say, you know, with the exception of maybe one or two, like I, I really like all of them. So, well, I mean, I think this thing is like, if you are a Transformers fan, and you, like, see Gundam, you're like, oh, cool, big robots, it's going to be so awesome. They're going to, like, fight and talk to each other and be like, oh, I'll save the day. Not like that at all, <laughs> you know? It's it's a very much an epic, ongoing story. I know they do alternate universe, like you said, G Gundam, Gundam Wing. But I think, like, a lot of stuff takes place in, what, Universal Century, right? Yeah, UC, is, UC Gundam is the sort of main timeline that you know the original Gundam started in and then after that they did Zeta, Double Zeta, Char's Counterattack, F91, Victory and then what's after Victory. I think, I think uh, like then they did they do the two OVAs after that, the 0080 and 0083. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The MS is part of that too, right? Yeah, fill in kind of stuff where it's like war in the pocket. Yeah, eventually, I think. So. Yeah. What about you Mike? I mean, I know you're a big fan of Gundam too. Like what kind of drew you to it was, I mean, obviously big robots, but, you know, besides that. Yeah, my my story is kind of similar to Derek's. I had a friend who showed me, like, the original movies dubbed, like, on VHS, the really crappy dubs with, like... Oh, yeah, I love those, yeah. yeah. British bright and you know everything is rocket lasers and whatnot. That's <laughs> actually um, Steve Bloom is. Yeah, yeah, as sure, yeah. But I didn't. It didn't really stick with me, and I didn't really, you know, I don't. I didn't really remember it too well. What got me in was Wing when you know Toonami started airing it. Like they showed like those commercials, and the commercials were narrated by Peter Cullen, and you know it was like a giant robot anime that looked awesome. And I was like, oh yeah, Optimus Prime is telling me to watch this, so you know I gotta watch <laughs> it. So. Okay, I have so. no choice. <laughs> and at that time, you know, Dragon Ball Z had just come back, like. Like Funimation had just brought it back with their new studio and stuff, and at that time I was like really down and disappointed that like I thought their dub was really crappy and you know their translation was off and the music was different. So I was like so like happy to like see that Wing like had a really good translation and like it was like really faithful to the, to the uh, original version and like you know. DBZ was, like, even even when they were on Toonami and, like, they had, like, looser, like, censorship and stuff, they were still, like, you know, going, darn, damn it, next dimension, I mean, darn, you know, <laughs> damn it, obviously, <clears throat> and all that stuff, and oh my gosh, and stuff, and then you, like, Wing would be on, like, the next half hour, and they'd be saying, like, oh my god, and, you know, this, I remember there's an episode where, like, what's his face, uh, Trey's Kushranada says, like, you know, God doesn't exist. He's just a, you know, a fictional thing that humans made up to make themselves feel better. And I'm like, you're saying this like at 4:30 in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I was like, well, like who, what kind of censorship is there where like DBZ is like, you know, oh my gosh, and darn it and stuff and then, you know, you go to Gundam Wing and people are getting shot and killed and stuff. I was like, this is some some kind of a balance issue here, but well, I, I remember thinking that was interesting because at the time when that was airing on Toonami, I think I was either I, I was I was probably already out of college by then. But I had a good friend of mine 
and his nephews, like every once in a while, you know, I, you know, just being a good friend of his, I'd run into, you know, his nephews and stuff like that. And, you know, they, he would hang out with them and he was really, you know, a close uncle to them or whatever. And so, so sometimes I would come over and it'd be like, oh yeah, so what, what's cool? Like, what do you guys like? You know, I was just curious, you know, and sometimes maybe it was DBZ or whatever, but then, you know, sometimes I was kind of like, oh, did you guys ever watch Gundam? And it was kind of like, oh yeah, we're, we're not allowed to watch that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> one of those things oh, okay well i mean wow. i think uh, i i remember gundam wing pretty fondly too because it kind of introduced a dynamic i hadn't really seen before for example like you were talking about zex Maki. yeah he went from being a complete bastard to being somewhat sympathetic and then right back to being a bastard i'm like wait that doesn't happen usually like the bad guy who like redeems himself is totally good and he's like no he he went right back to being an asshole <laughs> you know well, it's funny. I was gonna say this is kind of jumping to like our topic about like anime and manga, like the difference between anime and manga. But I always thought it was funny that in the Gundam Wing manga, like Zex doesn't turn evil again at the end. He he he's only like infiltrating that like whole like terrorist group or whatever to take them down from within. So like I thought that was a little cooler in the manga. Like, and, like, oh, at okay. the end, like, him and Hero and the other Gundams all team up to blow up, like, the meteor piece that's falling to Earth. So, but I was going to say, Wing, however, hasn't really aged too well for me. Like, especially, like, the dub, you know, like, I'll watch it and I'll laugh a lot, like, at some of the cheesy line delivery and stuff like that. And, you know, people, like, Gundam fans give, like, Seed and Seed Destiny a lot of grief for having, like, so many, like, so much fan aura and fan, like, plot armor on their (laughs) characters where, like, you know... Like, Kira Yamato will, like, be two feet away from an exploding mobile suit, and he'll get off with scratches and stuff. But then I'm like, you know what? But Wing had that a lot, too. Like, you know, in the 10th yeah. episode, Hero, like, self-destructs, yeah. and he's standing right on his gun dump. And he <laughs> yeah. just he falls down and, like, gets off with, like, a broken arm and stuff. So I remember yeah, talking... Hey, hey, Mike. Like, What's hey, Mike. it? Relena. I'm going Relina. to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to uh, kill you. Like that episode, I remember like me and a buddy were really big into Gundam, and the next day we were just like, what? Like, is we were just like, is Hero some kind of like superhuman, or you know, like was he artificially made? Like, how did he survive that explosion? Like, we couldn't wrap our minds around that. Yeah, it's really like the same thing. Like lo- later in the series, like Troa, like his mobile suit explodes, and then he's like floating in space for apparently like twenty episodes before they recover him. Yeah, so it's like yeah. Well, it is, I guess whoever Quatra can... comes in. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess you should get used to it when he's like, you know, in the, the opening episode when, when Hero's just in his biker shorts and he's like jumping down mountains and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, doing all kinds of crazy shit. So you're like, oh, wait, he didn't break his arm. He didn't do anything. It's like, no, he's cool. Like, he's cool. You well, know? I, Justin, I know you're just starting Seed Destiny, but that's like one of my like real like pet peeves about that show and that they like take the plot armor to like ridiculous heights where like you know every single episode like someone's dying and then the next episode they're like oh no they didn't really die they just like you know sort of got hurt a little maybe dude yeah, don't but... you know about the secret back door in black and white that was next to the gundam where he can escape <laughs> the totally explodable global <laughs> Radiated mobile <laughs> reactor. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say my favorite thing is the make nuclear explosion smaller button. 
That's why, in like, <laughs> that's why, like, in Seed, when, you know, Atherin blows up his uh, Gundam on top of Kira, and, you know, Kira's, you know, fine. That's why I, would, I, I didn't really raise too much of an eyebrow, because I was already used to, like, Hero blowing up his Gundam, yeah. like, sitting on top of it. I'm just like, oh, it's one of those again. Okay. I just find it, yeah, funny, because people who will, like, complain about Seed and Destiny about that, and I'll, like, you know, Wing did that, too, a lot, you know, so... And also, you know, even all the way back to Zeta, I mean, Char, at the end of Zeta, Char was trapped inside a crippled mobile suit inside an exploding spaceship, and he he survived that, you know, so. <laughs> that is one thing that's really funny about Gundam, though, is, like, they do have those episodes where it's, like, heroes, like, I will give up my Gundam that I've loved for so long, and, you know, big explosion, big tearful thing, you know, you're like, he really bonded with it, they do it in G Gundam 2, where he's like, you know, I will give up the Shining Gundam, and blah, 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 and they made this big whole thing, like, Gundams are rare, Gundams do not exist everywhere, Gundams are specially made, and they have to be, like, you know, yeah. like, manufactured for years, and then, like, the next episode, oh, here you go, G Gundam, here you go. Like, <laughs> yeah, here's, here's a new one, yep. Oh, funny you mentioned G Gundam, because, like, it and OAth Team are my two favorite series, and they're, like, total polar opposites. Like, oh, I love Team G is, Gundam, it's so cheesy. Yeah, yeah like, OAth Team is, like, probably the most realistic Gundam one, and, like, G is the, yeah, the most cheesy, like, over-the-top, bombastic one, and, like, they're probably my two favorite ones. I just like the characterization in both of them, and I do like the super robot stuff sometimes, so I like G Gundam for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of like a divergence of you know because the most of the stuff I think is more categorized as real robot. I mean, I I think there's cool like I I just wanted to go back to what was being mentioned about Zex and his sort of allegiance. You know, I guess you'd call it flip flopping or whatever you want to call it. But I, I think something that occurred to me, you know, watching stuff like Dragon Ball Z and Gundam Wing was, to me, I kind of keyed on in on like, oh, this guy's the Magneto. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, you, you don't know, know that, where he's going to fall. I, yeah. I guess that's always been my baseline of of kind of a flip-flop hero villain art <laughs> was Magneto. So anytime I saw somebody like Vegeta, I'd go, oh, yeah, yeah, this dude... You know, it's a new anime, and these guys are doing kung fu and blowing up planets and shit. And this guy's like the Magneto. Like, he's he's kind of on their side, but I guess he fought with them before or something. Like, you know, and that that's kind of how I would, you know, view it in my head. And, and that's also equally kind of how you might see, especially the arc of, of how they ended up doing Char Aznable when he becomes, you know, Quattro Vagina or whatever, you know, and Zeta. It's like he goes from being, you know, Amaro's, you know, arch enemy and, and you know, yeah, he's he's kind of pulling a uh a storm shadow almost, you know, infiltrating, you know, the Zeon to to find, you know, who killed his family type thing. But, you know, the Magneto aspect of it is it's like, okay, he's with the Zeon and then it's like, oh now he's with the Aug and then okay, now he's back to being part of Neo Zeon and he's <laughs> like, I'm tired of this shit. I'm doing the Grant Morrison thing and I'm dropping an asteroid on the earth. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was gonna say though, the thing I like eighth team because it's really like realistic and vietnamish and stuff but i i really like it like someone made a comparison i read once on a message board that i really like about like eighth team and stuff like seed destiny where they go like you know in seed destiny like the characters adhere to their like lofty like you know starry-eyed ideals about war and stuff and things work out despite you know like logic but <laughs> in eighth team you know <laughs> 
Ichiro Amada. Like, he tries to adhere to his ideals about war and stuff, and people die. Lots of people die. <laughs> it's like, that's, yeah, he loses, he loses his yeah, limb. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it's like, that seems more, like, realistic and more, like, poignant, you know, than just, like, I'm not going to let anyone die on this battlefield, and no one dies. And you're like, oh, stop it, I want to fight. And they're like, no, we're just going to disarm all your mobile suits, and you're just going to fall to the ground, and you're going to sit there while we fly around and... Look cool. I, I think that's that's an element of of somehow Kira has like Kira is a super robot. Yeah, you know? pretty like, much. Yeah, like, is a DC Comics character, and like sometimes, like the, especially like in that episode twenty five where he first comes back with the freedom. I think it is where I love that that scene where he just yeah, that's a good scene. Yeah. Like the, mm. the the ship's just about to come up and just about to blow up all his friends, and it's like uh uh-uh, uh, he just blows them away, and it's like nobody's gonna you know, screw with my ship and my friends, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's awesome, cool. You know, and there's some stuff in you where you, like, want to cheer and you're all happy about that. But then at the same time, you but know, there's... Th- I like that. I like Seed, but then they, they like, ruined it. They went way too far in Destiny with yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, because then, then, like you're saying, it got kind of out of hand where, you know, it, to, how you're saying it goes beyond logic. But, like, counter to that, you know, one of the shows I love a lot is War in the Pocket. And that's like way more brutal and honest, you know. It's like yeah. you get love all the characters, and then they all, you know, it's like uh, poor Bernie Wiseman turns into you know hamburger meat, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh. you know, like I remember when, when we first... I, I I was gonna say poor David Hater, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like it was like when we were first watching it. I remember my buddy was like, "What is this? This kid's annoying and everything." And then eventually we watched like the second episode of the third episode, and by the end of it, he's like, "Dude, I'm glad we watched that. Like that was really good." Like. You know, so it's like I know some people they can't get past like that first episode and you know how Al acts, you know, yeah. kind of childishness. But if you stick with him through the whole arc, I mean, I think that's also a really good yeah. show. I'm just a huge fanboy because War in the Pocket, like the uh, Camphor Zeon suit. Oh yeah, yeah, with the shotgun. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's totally Bubba Fett for the Gundam universe. Yeah, I like that a lot. Because uh, he was a badass. I mean, you know, I just I like the whole battle scene with that because the Russian they had, guy. Yeah. yeah, they had this whole thing where like the Alex is like you know this super awesome. You know, it was it a new type or not? No, no it wasn't a new type. It was yeah, just a, it was, really, a really heavily armored Gundam. <laughs> yeah, they're like you know the Alex is like the next you know phase of Gundam technology and like the Camphor, which was badass, but it was still just a Zeon suit. You know, like. Probably not even a, on the same level as like the uh, not the uh, Zaku, but the what's the one that like they a had goof later for a Dom, like Dom, yeah, the Doms. No, not the Doms. Goof. It's, it's one Char had later on. It wasn't the one in the uh, Char's counterattack. It was not the Dom. Gelgoog. Gelgoog. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Gel-Goog. It was like kind of a mix of a Zaku and a Dom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the next evolution, but like it wasn't even that. It was like kind of like the next step up from a goof, and. It was badass because the guy knew how to how to use it, and it kind of was like I said, more realistic. Is like you don't have to have the most badass unit; you just have to know how to pilot it, and you know, much better action scenes. I don't know. I just really like War in the Pocket. I, I agree. It was like yeah, very underrated. I, that's definitely in my like top five too. I also wanted to give a shout out to Double O, which was 
the most recent one. I really liked Double O a lot, and Double O had a movie too, which was pretty rare, I guess. Well, only there's only been like three original Gundam movies, so you know, Shars uh, Counterattack F91 and Double O, so that was pretty special, and I thought it, it was a pretty good movie too. Although it has a kind of Shars Counterattack like wh- what ending? But like <laughs> the, the T Spear versus the giant flower. <laughs> yeah, the space. giant space flower. Yeah. <laughs> But if you saw the series, you'd get it. But, like, I wouldn't recommend watching Double O the movie without watching the series. But Yeah, I think I said, I think I said what happened in a previous podcast. Like, Charge Counterattack, the last five minutes, I had no idea what was going on, but it was really pretty. People still argue about what the hell the end of yeah. Charge Counterattack means. Yeah, I remember, so. I, remember I, 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 I watched that, and then I went, okay, am I imagining this or not? And then I, I had a friend watch it who wasn't, like, a super Gundam fan, but he, you know, didn't mind watching anime with me. And I said, okay, is it me, or is that just, you know, Blue Cupcakes, which I'll probably get to <laughs> later on. <laughs> but I'm like, is that Blue Cupcakes? And he's kind of like, yeah, that is pretty, like, weird for, you know, the sake of being weird. And, 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 you know, but, but, you know, the, the only thing I can take away from it is I still don't understand the T-Spear and I cannot explain it to anyone, yeah. but the, the, at least the ending, I always took it as the, you know, the flashes of light were just, you know, it was like them in constant, you know, struggle yeah, with Char, Char and Amaro chasing you know, Lala over yeah, and over you know, and over again. Yeah. Kind of like, like chasing after her and then fighting each other while they chase after her, you know, in repetition. Like, that's kind of what I took out of it. But, I mean, as far as the T-Spear, I'm like, yeah, don't don't ask me about the goddamn T-Spear. You might as well ask me to explain meta-fucking-chlorines, you know? Like, I, don't, <laughs> I, 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 don't I just kind of went, like, shit. I went stupid on the other side of the spectrum. I'm like, oh, okay, the protocol, protoculture flowers are blossoming and the robot tech masters will be here next episode. So, well, we'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, just go with that. Justin, I know you I actually I didn't know you were such a big fan of Gundam either. Like what's like something you really dig about Gundam or like what's your favorite episode or series or whatever? The thing that I like about Gundam, other than, you know, the mechs beating each other up, which is really cool, is I like the way it, it'll give you a, a character or a set of characters. Like, for example, Isaac from Gundam Seed. And at the very beginning, like I absolutely hated him. Like I was just like, "Oh, come on! Can, can't somebody kill this guy already?" He's just like, you know, wanting to kill Kira, and he's all whining and stuff. And I was just waiting for like, you know, Athern or somebody just to punch his lights out or something. <laughs> but then, like, you take a character like that, and then you know, towards the very end of the series, they've kind of like went through all this stuff, and they went through a character change, and they're like actually, you know, a decent character now. Like, you know, he went through all this stuff with Diarca, and they were like, you know, we shouldn't be fighting, you know, what side are we really on? We're friends and all this stuff, you know. It, like, that's the stuff I like about Gundam. They'll take Justin, I was just going to say, jump in really quick. I love the fact in Seed that, like, Isaac and Diarca like do the exact same plotline Kara and Yam uh, Kara and Atherin do, but they do it like in a subtle, like a more subtle way, and they do it without all the you know Kara. Yeah, Atherin. They, they do it without this, you know. I'll kill you. They're no, just I'll like, kill they're you. Just like, they're just like, oh yeah, we're bros. Oh, we're not bros anymore. Oh wait, I just saved your life. Are we bros again? Oh, we're bros. And then and that's like their whole storyline, and they do it like so much, so much easier and like less melodramatic. Like, yeah, They're like less Dawson Creeks, more <laughs> fighting. <laughs> I don't want to wait. <laughs> And then you have kind of like characters like Flay, like 
I hated Flay too because she was just kind of like a whiny, manipulative uh, character. Like I kept waiting. Like what I expected to happen with her was I expected her to like manipulate Kira into like killing like a group of people, like whether they deserved it or not. Like I figured she would manipulate him into killing them, and then he yeah. would be like, "Oh, what have I done?" And then that would cause friction between them, and, and then she would die or something. You know, af- like- after she got captured by Lucrece, Le- Le- she became kind of useless. I think like Flay is like. Like the McDonald's Express version of Quest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Brian? I mean, I know you're not a huge Gundam fan. I know you're not really too much in anime, but I mean, was there anything you've seen in Gundam that you actually like? Or Gundam was like one of those shows that, well, Toonami in general was, you know, an, an action block of cartoons. I watched a ton while I was in college. So Gundam Wing is actually my, my the first time I came across Gundam. I don't know. I really didn't get into the show much. I guess the coolest thing about it was the models that they had out. Like, for a while, Walmart sold some snap-together kit models. So I oh, bought, yeah. like, three or four of those and did those, but that's about as deep as I ever got in the Gundam. If you ever want to have an entire month of frustration, get, like, a Gundam perfect grade model. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I could handle it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like It'd be a return to the store in about twice as many pieces as it came to me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on that note, I guess we'll end this discussion on. I, I kind of am curious what's everybody's favorite Gundam. Justin, what's your favorite Gundam model? Like, just flat out. I don't know. I hadn't even thought about that. Like, I know I'm kind of throwing you for a loop. I just I just thought about. It. I was like, all the cool Gundams. There's gotta um, be somebody like yeah, whatever. What everybody like, really likes. Like, I'm really fond of Wing. I don't know if it's just because it's my first, you know, Gundam experience or whatever. But I always liked the character of Zex Marquis. I thought he was really interesting, and you know, he didn't really oh, have oh, a Gundam. Oh, 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 oh. Let me let me clarify. I mean, like your favorite Gundam robot, like the the best robot design, right? Like, you know, Zex didn't have a Gundam. He had like it was called the Tall Geese. So like, I don't even remember what exactly what it was, but it wasn't a Gundam. Like, I always liked Zex, and I always liked the Tall Geese. And later on, I liked the Tall Geese two and three. So I would probably just go with one of those. But I also really liked the Epion a lot too. I think in Wing, weren't they called dolls? Those, those were the no, those those were the drone. The drones, like the mobile suits without pilots. Yeah, I think the tall geese was like like a missing link between like mobile suits and Gundam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they kind of treated it like a reverent, like, whoa, what's this? It's like, well, this is kind of like the first Gundam, but not really. You know, and, <laughs> I don't know, but that shit's Roman. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, funny thing about the Epion. I just got like a few weeks ago that the Epion's like jet mode is supposed to be like a two-headed dragon i just thought it was like some retarded like guy stuck doing a backflip like flying through the air but like i just like they released pictures of like the newest model of it and they added like little mouths at the end of its feet and i was like oh it's supposed to be a two-headed dragon okay now i get it i thought it was just some guy that got stuck doing a backflip flying through the air yeah yeah i never saw that either yeah sorry to inform our fan holes listeners there are gundams who do transform Sadly, their transformations into vehicles are not usually that awesome. I would say that's pretty fair, right? Yeah, most, yeah. Of, most of their wave rider, their co- I guess the official term is wave rider mode is yeah. not. Yeah, it's like like you said, they kind of do a backflip, and their like legs are on their back, and like I'm a jet now. Uh, what about you, Derek? What's your favorite Gundam design? I think I'd go with the Titan colors for the Mach Two. 
Like I really, I, I see it's kind of weird because I, I wouldn't call myself a, a car mech aficionado too much, but like there's just some simple things I like and I just really like the, you know, kind of, it's like a midnight blue with the Gundam. So it's almost like, you know, it kind of looks like Snake Eyes if he was a Gundam, you know, it just looks like kind of really cool to me. And I've always kind of liked that look. Like it seemed like it'd be easy to, you know, infiltrate in the middle of the night. And like I just, I, I've always liked the way that that Mach 2, the way that was colored and looked. Cool, cool. What about uh, you, Mike? What's your favorite one? My favorite mobile suit, probably from Gundam, is the goof custom that Norris Packard uses at the end of 08th team to, like, totally own the entire 8th team. Like, that's probably my... Yeah, that's probably my favorite fight in Gundam, too, where it just (laughs) totally, like, you know, runs circles around them because he's, like, an ace and they're, like, just regular grunts and stuff. Yeah, it just looks awesome with the big chain gun shield and the sword and the little electric taser rod and stuff. I also, ironically, even though I think, like, see, Destiny kind of sucks, I really like the Destiny Gundam, which is, like, the the title Gundam of the show, but, like, it doesn't get a lot of time to shine because they were too busy, you know, pimping Kira Yamato and all that, so. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I understand that, yeah. Just don't see it too much, but you're like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> what about you, Brian? I, like I said, I know you're not a huge Gundam fan. Did any designs really kind of strike out from you from, like, your uh, wing days? I'm going to rely on, you know, probably Derek and Mike to provide the names. But from the models, the, the two favorite that I actually put together, one was kind of, like, orange and gray guy, and he didn't have any wings, but he had, like, two chain guns in his chest. Heavy arms. Oh, mm-hmm. heavy yeah. arms. Okay, and then the other one was kind of, like, he had a lot of green, kind of reminded me of a dragon, but he had this, like, really long spear, like a trident oh, almost. Ult- Ultron, yeah, Ultron, Ultron, I think, yeah. There you go. So <laughs> those two are just two that stick out from when I was building the models. Not, not a bad choice at all. I would say I actually have three, which I know is cheating, but, uh, well. I really like Gundam Death Scythe Hell from Endless Walls. Yeah, I like that uh, one lot too. Yeah, because he's fucking Batman. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. He has giant bat wings. It's called an active cloak. Not to get too technical. And he's got like a double-bladed beam sight, which is pretty awesome. I also am a big fan of, actually, believe it or not, I really do like Turn A Gundam. I like, I like Turn A. Yeah. And it, it, it does actually go back to the samurai thing with like the kind of upside-down mustache, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. It was like kind of a different take on Gundam. And then finally... It's funny that you bring up Turn A, because like some of the... You remember how I said I had the English? So it was always funny what they would call, you know, uh, like I, I, I think it was supposed to translate like the upside-down, um, you know, mustache, you know. It's like sometimes they translated it as like white beard, <laughs> you know, English. So they would run around and call the mobile suit, like, oh, look, it is Whitebeard. Whitebeard, attack. Oh, so I have, like, English would, like, put it, and I always thought that was kind of funny, because I'm all, oh, there's Whitebeard. You know. It's Santa Claus. And also, this is possibly more obscure. Actually, I like the, uh, from Gundam X, I like Airbuster, second Airbuster. Who who flew that? Was that the, the long-haired dude? Yeah, the yeah, dude? yeah. Because I didn't see a lot of X. I caught... A few really poorly dubbed attempts on YouTube, and they got yanked really quick. But I saw, like, a couple of the animated scenes with them, and I really like the design. It's really cool. It's like a blue model. Gundam. And, like, the reason I like it is he turns into a jet, kind of. Again, kind of. And as far as all the Gundams actually turn into something, his actually looks kind of like a jet. That's kind of why I liked him. It was kind of an old-school thing. But 
And, and my honorable mention Gundam will go to G Gundam for Tequila Gundam. Because <laughs> you got to love a guy who has a cactus somewhere on his Gundam model and a sombrero. Because, I mean, really. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty partial to Windmill Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the greatest thing about G Gundam... I was talking in another podcast is, about... Is Chibity? Chibity Crockett. Chibity Crockett. The freaking man. Americans down to a T, the Japanese, I tell you. Americans down to a I, I, I always walk around with football shoulder pads, boxing gloves, surfboards, and you, I got a cheeseburger. And, and you have too. a giant star on your shirt, right? And, and, don't, yes. and don't forget you have two six-guns because you're also a uh, cowboy. Yes, and, and <laughs> all those things. You've got four scantily clad women that follow you everywhere. Well, that that's uh, given regardless <laughs> of the shoulder pad. I was about to say, yeah. in the earlier podcast, I was talking about 80s like not being the uh, realm of stereotypes or political correctness. Yeah, Chibity Crockett is not politically correct at all. <laughs> D-Gundam as a whole is not politically correct. But you know what? Great show. Like you said, if you like giant robots, totally check out G-Gundam. Awesome. However, for Chibity, this would prove to be one of his most devastating battles and against an enemy he could never have anticipated himself. Let's get things started. Gundam, Gundam fight, fight all set. set. Ready? Go! We're going to go ahead and move on. <laughs> There's actually been a lot of stuff coming out of Japan that's been influenced by the Western culture. They go back and forth. We trade back and forth. One of the things that's been really recent is Marvel has, I guess you would say, invaded the anime realms with Madhouse Productions doing Marvel characters. Unless I'm correct, incorrect, there's been Iron Man, X-Men, and Wolverine animes based storylines from Madhouse, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And then July 1st, they're going to have the Blade series, which will cap off the, the four planned anime from Madhouse. Cool, cool. As of right now, the only ones I've really got a chance to catch, I've caught like the first three Iron Man and the first Wolverine. I'm not really up to date on them as I should be. I'll just give my quick reviews because I'm not as well up to par as you guys. I liked Iron Man. I thought it was pretty good. I did see a little bit of maybe too much Japanese influence because they were really about the robots on that. Which, I mean, Iron Man is an iron suit of armor for a guy to fight people, but too much robots, I thought. I thought he should have maybe been fighting other people, but eh, that's just me. It may have changed as the series progressed. And Wolverine, from the one episode I saw, they kind of went with the whole, like, kind of Frank Miller thing where he's kind of like almost a ninja, kind of. Or did I miss that? I mean, was I not really reading that correctly? Like a samurai more like, like yeah yeah, yeah he, was, he was it definitely kind of took a certain tone from that like i said i'm not as familiar with these series as you guys are i know mike and derek have seen some of them how about you justin have you seen some of them yeah i'm kind of like you with the iron man i've only seen like the first three maybe four episodes and like it was okay but i just didn't really it wasn't something i kept up with i haven't seen anything of the wolverine because i really don't care for wolverine at all as far as the x-men go i've seen the up to se- episode 7 or 8, and I like it so far pretty good. It seems to kind of follow the same kind of episode pattern where it's kind of slow and talking, and then they kind of like maybe have a little small fight, and then they go back to talking, and then it just kind of abruptly ends. But I, overall, <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, do you think that's pretty much the pattern, Derek? Is it kind of – are you impressed with it, or is it something needs some work? I've, I've enjoyed watching them. I mean, it's a nice distraction. It's, it's interesting to see the – 
different interpretations. I, I think the only thing I would say is, you know, as, as a fan of the comics, there's some things where you get excited about seeing, in the case of, like, say, Wolverine, you know, they, they tried to adapt the Frank Miller, Chris Claremont original four-issue miniseries. Uh, you know, maybe a more strict interpretation might have been preferred, but they, you know, they, they sort of, you know, they've got 13 episodes to fill, and they sort of went their own way with it. I think one of the benefits of the Wolverine anime was, to date, so far, it's the only one that actually had Wolverine fight another villain that was from Marvel, you know, comics, which was Omega Red. But but all the other ones, you know, the the Iron Man series in particular, you know, they they kinda had their own, you know, evil Iron Man, which kinda reminded me of like a, a Ultraman. They called it uh, based on the the band, it was old uh, Iron Man Dio, right? Yeah. That's what he was called. <laughs> and so so like, you know, to me it sounded like a you know, like an, uh, an Ultraman name, you know, it's like Ultraman Dinah, you know, it's I- Iron Man Dio. And then you know, I think I read about it and it was supposed to be like, oh, OK, so it's based on the band. I'm sorry when you said that, though, I kept thinking like of Ultraman, uh, Iron Man Dio, like pummeling Tony Stark, like singing, holy diver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So so it's got a couple different connotations. I mean, I guess if you want to argue that he's a supervillain, well, then fine. But it doesn't, you know, it, it's original to that. You know, most of the villains seem to be original to their particular animes, which, you know, it doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that, you know, sometimes, you know, you might have uh, some hopes and dreams of like, you know, oh, I'd like to see what an anime Mr. Sinister looks like. Well, you're probably not going to get the chance. You yeah, know? they kind of tease like, us with, you know, with the end credits of X-Men. You've got these really nice drawings of, like, the X-Men in their proper uniforms and stuff. And then you see, like, you know, Mystique and Juggernaut and Strife. And I'm like, where are these guys? Why are they fighting, like, these nameless, like, U-Men or whatever? Come on, Justin. You don't really want to see Strife. <laughs> <laughs> well... Even a, a two-year-old could tell you you don't want to see Strife in animated form. <laughs> You know, cable cable shows up and his his cybernetic arm keeps switching sides. You know, to <laughs> remain consistent with Marvel canon. <laughs> he has six fingers because he's strife. Oh um, man, uh, what what about you, Mike? What did you think about it? Was it like something worthwhile? Derek said it's pretty good. Justin's not really interested. I'm kind of with Justin. What do you think? Yeah, you know, like Derek said, it's a very nice distraction. I mean, they're not bad by any chance. Um, they kind of have that. Yeah, like standardized anime feel like where there's nothing like particularly special or you know it's just you know i don't know like a good distraction like derek said you know it's i think it's even though it should have been obvious i think it's funny that all three shows so far have taken place in japan like you know the the, the iron man one is tony stark moves to japan to start his company (laughs) there and then the wolverine one is wolverine has to go to japan to save his girlfriend and the x-men one is the x-men have to go to japan to do something you know unrelated whatever but (laughs) hey 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 but but on the bright side at least the japanese know who really is in charge and leads the x-men to mention that um at, at the very least they've gotten cyclops and wolverine's dynamic down pretty perfectly so you know unlike yeah, yeah. certain recent cartoons you know in the u.s so um i i really enjoy their dynamic you know where you know wolverine's the dog on a leash and cyclops is the one who stands behind him and smirks and points at what he wants to die so you know the i wanted to say i don't know if it's like a cultural thing or what but like the the female characters in these shows seem like a bit like too passive, I guess. Like, yeah, I was you know, gonna say like Storm seems 
fairly useless in the X-Men anime. Yeah, yeah, you know, Storm should be the most powerful one of all those X-Men, and she barely does anything in that show. I, I mm. like to joke it's because she's so tired from carrying her massive rack around. <laughs> <laughs> but, and also, like, like Emma, Emma Frost is, like, so, like, passive and motherly that it's almost like she's, like, bizarro Emma, Emma Frost, like, <laughs> as, like, as compared to, like, the U.S. version of Emma, or the real version of Emma, I should say. And, you know, like... He cares uh, about everyone. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Armor or Hisako, like, like she's, like, in in the U.S., she's, like, all, you know, she's a little spitfire and all this. But, like, in the anime, she's, like, you know, the stereotypical high-pitched, like, schoolgirl in, de- in distress. Hey. So, hey. yeah. So. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny though like like hisako kind of reminds me a little bit of like like sort of young gohan type in that like where it's like oh she's gonna cry and she's gonna be upset and then all of a sudden it's like i've got my armor yeah, she's <laughs> the greatest power of us all. Yeah. i have super saiyan 4 I'm I'm also yeah like derek said or i think justin said i'm disappointed that like for the most part like the original villains from like Marvel comics are almost not present at all, and all we all we get are like Anna generic. Like in Iron Man's case, we only got like a bunch of generic Mecha, and Wolverine had a couple characters from his original series, and then he had like Omega Red show up, but that's about it. And you know the X Men have had like they just introduced Mastermind, but he's not really like the same guy as like. He's just barely surf. They kind of combined Mastermind with Sebastian Shaw, kind of, and like I don't gave him psychic powers too. So, you know, yeah, it's I, think, a- I think that's what, that's what turned me off about Iron Man. Is like I was kind of excited because I was like Iron Man, you know, Japanese no robots. And I was like, oh wait, Japanese no robots too well because there's a bunch of fucking robots being thrown at him for no reason. <laughs> I was disappointed that I didn't get to see, like, a Japanese version of, like, James Rhodes. Like, James Rhodes! You know, <laughs> but, like, he just, like, Iron Man just got a random, like, Japanese side. Woro Machino! Machino! <laughs> oh, yeah. Iron, Tony just got a random, like, Japanese sidekick for most of that series with his own armor. So, you know, but I, like, I going back to Wolverine and Cyclops, like, I really, like, Cyclops cameos in the Wolverine anime as, like, Wolverine's taxi driver. And basically, like, I, I would... If if you told me that was going to happen, I'd be like a groan, you know, Cyclops. But the way they played it was really funny because, like, you know, Wolverine's like, just shut up and get us to where we want to go. And Cyclops is like, I'm not a taxi driver. Because like, I guess it doesn't translate. So it was like, And uh, then, like, when, when they finally get to the island, Cyclops is like, okay, well, I'll let the lady off, but I'm just going to drop you out the bottom, Wolverine. So, it, like, they got their, like, antagonistic relationship down right. So. I think it's interesting, though, because I was kind of expecting Blade to show up in, like, the fourth episode of this X-Men anime, seeing as how, you oh, know, yeah, Wolverine. in the early, basically, like, in the, in the, what was it, like, the fourth or fifth episode of Iron Man, Wolverine shows up, and in the fourth or fifth episode of Wolverine, Cyclops shows up. So I half expected, like, you know, Blade to just make a random appearance, you know, it's like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> You know, uh, you, oh, and, and, uh, and they'll act like Blackulas. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. they'll act like best buds, like Wolverine and Tony Stark have historically known to be. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, because we, we hang at Avengers Tower yeah, and, so. and we sleep with redheads or whatever, <laughs> right? Brian, I, like, like I said, I mean, you know, I'm not calling you out, but you are here tonight. I know you're not a huge anime fan. Have you seen anything from Madhouse or not really just not into it? Most of what I know about Marvel Madhouse outside of Wolverine is just the fact that the shows exist. I watched some of the, like, previews as Iron Man was being shown, but I don't think I've ever actually watched an episode. I've watched maybe, like, three or four episodes of Wolverine, and I did actually like it quite a bit. Kind of like what Derek and Mike alluded to, it is interesting to see, like, a character you know pretty well, like, interpreted through other people's eyes. The only real complaint I had out of those, you know, few episodes was his, like, super uber healing factor. But, I mean, (laughs) any more, that's almost like current canon and u.s comics and tunes so it didn't bug me a whole lot yeah just i mean uh, i guess from the roundtable from me and brian and justin not seeing a whole lot to derek and mike seeing a little bit more not bad if you like something different might want to check it out but don't expect anything groundbreaking don't really go into it thinking this is going to be the definitive japanese marvel universe you know well, it might be interesting to see who they end up getting when they I, – I think it's supposed to air on G4 in the U.S. pretty soon. So I'm kind of interested to see who they get to. I think they probably already announced it. I'm forgetting. Yeah, Wol- but, Wolverine but... and Iron Man, they're going to be played by the two brothers from Heroes. Okay. The, okay. the, the flying guy and the guy with all the powers. The guy with all the – I forgot their the actors' names. I know, all the... I know is Mark Petrelli. That's all I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Peter, 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 the younger brother is going to be voicing Wolverine and the older brother is going to be voicing Iron Man, so okay. be good. I mean, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm not negative on it. I just, what I saw didn't appeal to me. Your mileage may vary. We're going to go ahead and skip along. If you guys want to check out Madhouse, it's on the internet. It's readily available. Just go ahead and see if you like it. Next topic on the slate for this week is anime and manga. A lot of people may not know this, but your favorite anime does not always coincide with your favorite manga. Manga has been around for a long time, even before anime, obviously, and the stories sometimes differ. Right off the top of my head, I will just go with Full Metal Alchemist. Really different from the original anime, and sometimes people like the manga better, some people like the anime better. So we're just going to go see what people think about how things differ, which one they prefer. I think, Mike, I I know you had a lot to say about this. Which ones do you prefer? Do you actually like manga better or anime? Canada! Okay, let's settle this once and for all! I'd say it's like a case-by-case. You know, DBZ reads a lot faster as a manga, and, you know, all the important beats are there. I mean... So, you know, most people will, if you say, like, anime filler, most people will automatically groan and roll their eyes, and I'll I'll mostly agree with that. Most, like, filler they add in, and the anime kind of sucks, but every so often there's, like, a gem. You know, like, I think that episode where Goku and Piccolo go get their driver's license is is brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great episode, and that's, like, nowhere, not in the manga at all. And, like, like, say, like, the Bardock special from Dragon Ball Z, that... That was adapted from a single panel in the manga, where in the only reference in the manga to Bardock is when Frieza first sees Goku and is like, "Oh, wait, I think I knew your father." And then, like, there's a single panel of like Bardock standing in front of Frieza, and that's where they adapted that whole special from. And I freaking oh. love that special, so you know. Yeah, my my favorite my favorite part about that special is like I love little kid fucking Vegeta <laughs> with his yeah. massacre. The, the people at the end were especially the Japanese version because it's like I kind of like that that's one version where I love the Japanese language version it's like far superior to the 
the um, you know because in the American it's just kind of like yeah Napa yeah yeah but it's just, <laughs> I just love how like the the Japanese is kind of like he's just murdered all these people and he's munching his food and he's just kind of like you know hi yeah yeah yeah. You know, oh, when it, it, like, it's like Napa's telling him that the planet was destroyed, and he was like, "Oh, yeah. and," and he was like, "And we're like the yeah. only Saiyans left." Oh, and <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just like yeah. So you know, <laughs> like, and I was like, "Cool, this is awesome." Yeah, I, I, that's probably that is my favorite thing from Dragon Ball Z. Period is probably that special. So yeah, but I was gonna say like Kenshin and Full Metal Alchemist, like they don't. What do you call it? their mangas are probably superior just for the fact that you know they're the original ver like vision of what the you know the creator originally thought and what well, you know they did a second one for full metal alchemist that was a lot you know closer well it was exactly closer to the manga and i think they're they're supposed to do one for kenshin too eventually this year i think just uh just let you know alchemist brotherhood is the second anime that you want to yeah. check out the only thing is, like, sometimes I like the Kenshin, like, OVAs better than the manga versions, which which they were adapted from, just because, you know, the manga version is still keeping the same art style as the anime, since it was going, like, in a straight line, rather than being something separate. So, you know, you if you've seen the OVAs, Trust and Betrayal, you know, they're really, like, you know, serious and dark subject matter, but, like, in the manga, it keeps going with the artist's, like, same art style, so, you know, you've got Kenshin doing like these wild takes every so often and stuff, you know, with the like, super exaggerated eyes and whatnot. And, you know, it, 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 I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, the OVAs were kind of more effective in that manner. Sometimes I'm interested in like the adaptation of like animes that were animes first and then have a manga adaptation. Like mostly Gundam does this. Like uh, it's interesting to see how double O and like wing are, different when they adapt it into manga like both of them have like i i mentioned it earlier with zex that both of them in double o does it too where they they adapt stuff differently but end up with like the same result in the end but it, it's just interesting to read so so basically you're pretty much going with the, the thought that it depends on the subject matter like some yeah, mangas pretty are much. really good it just depends on how they're adapted and yeah I, I would agree with that i mean yeah it's a case maybe, by case i'd say yeah, DBZ, like, had a couple of, like, you know, bad moments, but like you said, the Piccolo, I remember seeing the Piccolo in Goku Driver's License episode, and that was, that was freaking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you just, yeah, I mean, I would agree with that myself, just depends on which episode, which manga, which anime you're watching, but, you know, that's just me. Uh, what about you, Derek? I mean... Do you have a preference or pretty much long? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to, uh, basically, I'll explain myself, but... I'm going to lean towards I prefer anime. And the the reason why I say that is because I'm, you know, I'm an American comic book reader. So to me, it's the same way I feel about Showcase, DC Showcase, and Marvel Essentials. You know, we, we always laughed. We called them phone books. You know, they're black and white. And, you know, especially like, you know, certain, you know, reprints of, of things, you know, that look like big kind of phone books. And so for me, I... I in, to me, I really, really prefer color. So, like the 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 stuff I really bought a lot and liked was, you know, Gutsune Entertainment did a version of Fist of the North Star, and that was just divine for me because, you know, I don't care if I have to read it from, you know, left to right or 
you know, anything like that, you know, it's like, but the thing for me is I really, really enjoy reading something that's colored uh, rather than it being in black and white, uh, you know, if at all possible. And so, you know, getting to read Fist of the North Star from Gutsoon, like that eventually stopped. Like, I don't think they ever finished, you know, producing all the, the chapters, but the chapters that I did get to buy, you know, and read, like, I really enjoyed that. Like the Akira, the Marvel version from Epic Comics, there were like 38 volumes of that. That's how I read Akira, you know, like, and, and Akira is, is very, very, you know, obviously it's more like a novel. It's very lengthy. It's not as blue cupcakey, um, which I'm going to get to eventually. So keep listening because you're going to understand what that means in a little while. But, you know, it, you get to see Akira, you know, it's not like just a little blip at the end of the movie where it's like, and then that's how it all began. <laughs> It's like you just hear, see the little kid for a second and you're like, what the fuck's this? You know, like in the actual, you know, manga, you know, you get to like say, oh, hey, here he is, Lord Akira. Like, all right, like we're, we're, you know, getting somewhere, you know, so like in that sense, like I really enjoyed reading those. But in other cases, you know, there's stuff, you know, I guess it falls back to a case by case basis. But in the case of manga, I usually like stuff that's colorized. And that's very rare. And then, you know, with the anime, it's like, I don't have that problem. I mean, you might have to deal with, you know, filler nonsense every once in a while. But I, I usually enjoy getting to watch that for the most part. The Golden Boy anime, I'm a big fan of Golden Boy. I guess, you know, I'm perv or whatever my problem is. But I, I really love that. I love the dub. I love Johnny Young Bosch. And the Golden Boy anime kind of strictly follows the manga up to a point. But what's interesting is the very last episode kind of combines all the characters from the previous episodes and does its own little story and kind of wraps things up in a way. And that was it. And then I, I realized that there was a manga of it. And when I, and I just bought like all the Japanese, you know, volumes of it and stuff. So, you know, obviously I can't really read it and stuff, but later on I found some sites where they actually translated it and stuff like that. So I got to finally read the story, but I, I went to like some shops with my, my friend Tim Kono and I like, I bought some of the volumes and stuff like that. But the, the manga, I didn't like it at all. Cause like after that point, it got really, really raunchy. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I know this kind of show, you know, my, funny to say if somebody's seen the golden boy anime but there was always to me an element of well he didn't actually score with any of the girls it was more like yeah they look pretty and it was kind of like watching like uh you know it was more like soft core you know a skinamax thing where there was no sex it was almost like oh look he's a goofy guy and he totally wants to get with this girl and then he doesn't get with the girl like that to me was the whole charm the girl just doesn't realize how awesome kentaro is and then by the time the girl actually like wakes up and realizes how awesome kentaro actually is he's already on his little bike you know study 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 and he's <laughs> off on his you know, you know bike and he's out of there you know and then by then it's like it's too late you know and i thought that was the genius part but like it, it, when i read the manga it got to the point where it's like oh kintaro's doing two girls at once and <laughs> ramen's all over the place and with his and, bike <laughs> and oh you know, if that wasn't enough there's not just a golden boy but there's a golden girl and golden girl gets it on with all kinds of dudes kintaro you know, fucks b arthur like, yes <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> pretty much got to that point where you're like whoa like wait a minute like this is not what I was expecting, you know, I kind of wanted more of the same, I, I guess it, it, the same kind of 
you know, pattern and story structure. And it totally like it, it's almost like it just went, you know, it, it kind of broke your innocence before, a little bit. You're like, this is an innocent story. It's really enjoyable. And it's like, why'd they have to go there? Well, it went from, you know, it went from like, you know, a foreplay type thing to like full blown, you know, uh, S and M or so, you know, like you're like, Whoa, wait, Whoa, what? Yeah. Like, what is this? You know? So, but yeah, like a, a manga, I think, or a manga, I think is probably better than stuff I've seen is like something like Appleseed. You know, I, I think, you know how, how you guys were saying the Brotherhood and Kenshin? I think there's supposed to be a new Appleseed anime coming out that will be more like the original manga. Yeah, I got to like say, that. I love Shiro uh, Massaman, and yeah, Ghost in the Shell was really cool and awesome of that. But I've watched every Appleseed anime, and it bores me to tears. I can't help it. I don't know if it's just me or I don't know. I mean... I have I have one of the Blu-rays for like the newest movie, like, but I mean I don't I don't think that it's better than the the manga that I've read. I have not really know? read any of the manga. I will say that, but just all the anime I've seen of it, I'm just like I don't know, like eighty percent of the story is like I'm a robot, you're a woman, we can't love each other, but we do. Oh, let's go kill the terrorists. I I remember watching that and I just called what's his face rabbit ears the whole time because yeah. uh-huh. I thought he was kind of. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe just me. Maybe just a series I don't like, but I just could not get into it. I don't know. That, that, like I said, apples and oranges, you know, it depends on what you like. So you're more on the anime side. Oh, yeah, definitely. Cool, cool. Unless, unless they get their their acting gear and start colorizing uh, <laughs> some, some manga soon. Get some it's, it, out. It, Derek, it's really like I never even thought of that argument because to me I'm just like, oh, manga's black and white. Like that's just by definition like for me. So I'm just like, oh, okay, well. Yeah, well, for me it's like uh, to me I just think of them as Japanese comics and I'm like, oh, what a shame that like to me like like my, my thing that I got really excited about was, ooh, Gundam the Origin? Like this is going to be awesome. And to me, like like manga, it's the biggest cock tease because it's like <laughs> there's three pages of full color and it's like the most awesome thing you've ever seen. And then you get to the fourth page and you're like, oh man, I can't wait, yeah, black and white again. Oh, you know, and you're that. like, I can't, I can't. It's like they can do the first three, but they can't do the rest. Like, come on. I get that. Know? It's like, just interesting to me because I'm just like, well, that that argument never even like entered my mind really. Mm. Yeah, it's really funny though. Brian remembers all anime in black and white. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. What a, a bastard. What about you, Justin? What's your preference? Do you have one or do you like equally? I guess I prefer anime because there's not really a lot of manga that I've read. Like I've read some Dragon Ball Z, like some of the later like Boo Saga chapters and got some of the Digimon Zero Two manga. But I'm not like with that I'm not really sure if it was produced before or after the the anime because it's it's pretty similar actually so i remember i was really into tenchi muyo for a while there like i really enjoyed like the anime and the two series that were after it so i went and tracked in a lot of tenchi muyo comics at different conventions and like i never really found like a whole run it was just like individual issues and like it it was just like really random so like i would try and read them but you know it seemed like they were numbered in some kind of weird order and it didn't make any sense to you know, compared to what I knew from the anime, because like there was stuff like Kagato was still running around. I was like, wait, I thought he was dead or something. <laughs> and then there was like extra girls and all these other characters. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. So I just kind of, I just kind of gave up after that and just kind of stuck with anime for the most part. Well, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, Mike or Derek could probably fill me on this, but I think 
most animes are sprung from the manga because that's kind of a testing ground. Usually a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. They, they usually go with the comic first, and then they're like, okay, this is popular. We'll go with it. So. Yeah, but then, then there are the things that Mike is talking about. Like a lot of the Gundam stuff, it was never manga to begin yeah. with. So if yeah. anything like that, something like, like Cowboy Bebop, you know, like that was an anime. And, and yes, there were, there was original manga, but that didn't, you know, one didn't, uh, one did not begat the other, I guess. Yeah. So I, I'm actually, I'm kind of, I don't even know, but. I don't think Tenchi was a manga first, or was it? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, not I'm not sure at all. I, I'm not sure on that at all. I'm not either, but it just seemed like none of it lined up. Like, even the manga issues that I was reading, like, none of that lined up with itself. It seemed to contradict each other. It, like, I don't know if it was, like, two or three different volumes, and it was, like, issue one, volume seven or something, but it didn't make sense either. So I was like, well, maybe I'm just reading, like, slices of different chapters in different universes or something but i'm just like i just got really frustrated and i have not even well, bothered with tenchi Miyo manga since well to be fair though justin that's that's one of the biggest problems they had with the original full metal alchemist anime it didn't match the manga at all in a lot of respects especially right. like when it got near the end they're like this is not even close to the manga so even if like the tenchi well, it's like once once it got past like episode twenty something or whatever, it was totally it, it out it, it was outpacing the manga at one point. Yeah. So they were like, "Oh crap, we gotta like you know come up with our own story now." Well, it was kind of like it was kind of like how, what happened with Inuyasha, you know? Yeah, because like they didn't even kill Mustang in the original, did they? Yeah, you mean Hughes or because Mustang's alive in both versions? Mustang, yeah, I yeah. thought Mustang um, died in the anime. No. Mustang's the fire guy. Are you talking about yeah. Hughes, the guy with the glasses and the knives? Oh, that might have been him. I just yeah, so long Hughes, since I watched Hughes them. in both versions, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was about to say, let's just, let's just call it even and just say, what was it? Oh, I forgot the name of the damn OVA. Conqueror of Shambhala? Yeah, that made no sense in any continuity. That wasn't that good, no. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, it's not that I'm totally, like, turned against manga or anything, like, it's not that I had a bad experience and I just, like, kind of gave up. I just, like, I don't know, I guess I'm more into, like, reading, like, traditional American comics. But, I mean, it's been a while since I read those Tenchi Muyo comics, so I'm not exactly opposed to, like, reading them again or something. Like, if I found them somewhere pretty cheap, I'd probably pick them up and try it again, but uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not really, like, a bad thing. Like, I'm sure Mike loves Akira Toriyama, and his comics are amazing. But at the same time, he, like... You know, what people would consider filler. You know, he liked, you know, the uh, story with, like, you know, like Goku and Piccolo doing the driver's license thing. And, like, you know, there's, like, anime has that freedom. They have to make new episodes kind of quicker. So so if you end up with a Garlic Jr. saga or fighting <laughs> fucking, guy, fucking guys with magic rulers, then, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Mr. Popo's Grand Adventure. <laughs> I haven't even seen the Bardock saw. The last one I saw was the Broly saga, which Broly really annoyed me. I'm glad you guys asked kick. Broly, Broly, the famous, got his toe stubbed. See, while, whereas Venom got his toe stubbed, you know, by a random happenstance of, you know, newspaper article that Peter Parker had nothing to do with. <laughs> like, I love, I love that Broly... Broly got his toe stubbed as a baby next to a crazy, you know, <laughs> Cry too goddamn much. That's my favorite. Like Broly and Venom are like the poster boys for getting their toe stubbed. I'm like, wait, you're blowing up the universe? Because why? Yeah, because Goku cried a lot. 
Yeah, that's why I'm blowing up the universe. It's like, oh, okay, okay. I understand. No, I don't understand that, but okay. You, you got to admit, you were so happy when he got his ass kicked. <laughs> uh, Tony, I, I highly recommend, I think it's called, the official English title is Bardock, the father of Goku. It's like a, it's a like hour-long DBZ movie. I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. And watch it only in Japanese, definitely. Yeah, that's definitely worth a watch, yeah. and and yeah, the, especially that that last sequence. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, you know, as far as American dubs, call me weird, but I actually like the Cooler movie. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, was it bad? Is that the one where? Wait, the second Cooler movie is the one where he's metal, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like okay. He's so like, the first one is just the one where he's like, oh, I can transform into a fist form, unlike Frieza. Okay. Yeah. And, was like, yeah. oh, well, too bad. I'll kick your ass anyway. I, I just kind of liked it because it was like, because that probably was the most annoying thing to me about DBZ is like, Frieza for like 40 episodes is like, hey, 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 I'm Frieza. I'll kill everyone. Meh. And then like, Goku not only kicks his ass, but he kicks his ass in such a way that like, at the end of the Namekian saga, if you want to go by American terms, He's a torso with an arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I and thought that was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I was like, do I really have to take this seriously, really? Well, the, the, so those were like the, the famous days where my, my buddy would come over and be like, so so did he die yet? Like, what's going on? I had to go do some extra work, like, all day. Like, is he dead yet? And I'd be like, no, no, he's not dead yet. Come over and watch, like, four episodes. <laughs> I, I don't. You know, I evoed them. The, the most absurd part of that string of episodes is the thing where, right when that fight starts, where Frieza, like, shoots the blast into the planet. It's like, this planet's going to blow up in five minutes, and it takes 12 episodes. Yeah. 12 episodes later. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a long fucking five minutes, yo. Even though they haven't gotten there this far yet, but, you know, love... thank God for Team Four Star. There's <laughs> a love... frog on my hand, and I threw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Team Fourth. Now, I was going to say, like, people always make the argument, oh, well, they're fighting at light speed, so, you know, time goes slower. And I'm like, you're not fighting at light speed when you're standing around staring at each other, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah. Dun, dun, at light speed. It's not fighting at light speed when you stare at each other going, ah, 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 I will kill you. <laughs> And they go at the other guy breathing heavy for five minutes. No, that's not, that's not how it goes. Yeah, but you know, you never know. If they didn't do that, maybe like Garlic Jr. would have did a big <laughs> musical number between the, the planet blowing up, you know? Cause they I think, I, think I would have preferred that, actually. <laughs> Garlic Jr.'s here. <laughs> oh, like, I always liked that musical number in that first Dragon Ball Z movie with Garlic Jr. Like, you know, Gohan eats that fruit and he's like a run. Oh, and he music. gets all drunk and everything? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And it's just like dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, there's like dinosaurs dancing around, and he comes out of the cuckoo clock. Like for some reason, like him coming out of the cuckoo clock, like I still crack up every time I see that. I don't know why it's so funny to me. I like. I think it's the second movie where like Gohan is another musical number where he sings about how much he loves Piccolo, and, and yeah. it's, oh, it, yeah. it, it ends with like that super <laughs> deformed Piccolo walking around and Gohan like following him around the earth and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they did have kind of a weird bromance in there. <laughs> yeah. Brian, I have to ask you, uh, do you say you like anime or manga better? And I don't expect a long answer. It's cool. <laughs> I think I side heavily on the side of anime. I could probably count the number of times I've picked up a manga on one hand. And those have been times when I've been like 
at the mall, like waiting on my wife to get done in the store. So I go to Barnes and Noble and cruise around the books. I'm, I much prefer anime. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, like like I said, I, I'm on the fence. I like manga. I like anime. But I'm a visual person. I like seeing my people actually punch people. I like seeing the gunshots and eh. And yeah, you could only like flip through so many like black and white, you know, manga style pages before they all kind of blur together. Anyways, I'm not sure yeah. I could like keep people straight or you know have my attention kept through the whole book. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Totally. The basically what it boils down to is what you like best. So we we're pretty much on the fence, half and half on this one. If you like anime, awesome. If you like manga, awesome. We're gonna move on to probably easier subject for everybody because I know how I feel about this. You have a dream about doing it with her, um, sir. I take it from me, it's better than any dream. She's part mermaid, part piranha. That girl. Her body's so soft and warm. Forget about it, and yet cold and hard as a knife. No matter what you do, no matter how long you take to do it. She never surrenders completely. Man, that's all you ever think about, isn't it? Is it really hard to watch old anime? Or, as we called it back in the 80s, Japanimation. Yeah, old anime is an interesting subject. A lot of classics, a lot of good stuff, but kind of hard to watch in a certain way. Or maybe there's a nostalgic kick like Transformers. You like checking it out every once in a while. We'll go to Justin first. What do you think about old anime, older series? Back from like the 70s and 80s, maybe even early 90s. I don't find it difficult to watch at all. Like, you know, when we were discussing this topic, I was thinking of like older anime like Speed Racer and Gachamon, which I, I I really enjoy those. And like, even though the animation isn't like you know it's not really good compared to today, but I still enjoy it. And even though they have like kind of crappy dubs, like I still enjoy it too. But I think it, it depends a lot on like what you're watching and how good the dub is. Pretty much. See that? Because like, if you have like, if you have like a really good movie, like I don't know, like the first dub of Akira, or you know, like Galaxy Express three nine, and if you if you take something like that that's really good and you just kind of like give it a half ass kind of dub, it's gonna be pretty unwatchable. Yeah, it's hard to believe that like as groundbreaking a movie as Akira was, it's over twenty years old, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like. <laughs> Well, it's funny that it, it took me a while to get a decent copy of the original VHS dub of Akira because I just I just wanted that because I you know the the you know the the one that's currently on DVD is is you know updated dubbing so I, I just I wanted the one with you know Leonardo <laughs> from Turtles you know where it's like Canada Tetsuo. I have a question regarding the dubs on Akira actually. The copy of Akira I have is the only one that I ever had. Genion and Pioneer. Is that the good yeah, dub? So that, yeah, that's the yeah, good dub. Yeah, because I, I absolutely love this movie. So yeah, because that's that, that's when Kaneda is Johnny Young Bob. Yeah. So so I mean that that was the most when they when they they re-released Akira in theaters, and so I actually got to see it in a theater, you know, with you know, with people, you know, and shit, you know, I was just in my, my room at home or whatever, and, like, that was a big deal, because we went down to Burbank, and we saw it, and it was, it was really fun, but the, you know, the original dub that came out, like, I, I think it was, like, back in, what, 88, 87, I, I don't even know. 89, I think. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, and so like that one, I remember that was what like Roger Ebert probably reviewed. <laughs> yeah, you know, it has that, thumbs that, up from Ebert. Yeah, you know, I was gonna like, say he so yeah, like, he just all over that movie. He was like, oh, it's the best yeah, movie ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, but I, you know, it's just like one of those things where you know I I still have a fondness for that. You know, just the, the whole goofiness of uh, you know. Can, can I admit something to you guys? Sure. I've I've never seen what was so big and good about Akira. Like I've, I've I, I I don't I don't like I mean I like I I like that I own the movie, but I remember the first time I watched it was in college because everybody talked it up so much, and when I first watched it, I was like, this to me like. Like Akira has, and we'll get to this, elements of Blue Cup. <laughs> uh, because it's like, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, like shit is just weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah. But also having, when I finally got all the epic Marvel, because I, I refuse to read the fucking phone books, okay? <laughs> but when I finally, like, read all the, the epic colored versions of Akira from Marvel, like, oh my god, the movie makes so much more fucking sense. <laughs> Like, like, and I know that's like the most ridiculous thing to say, but it's like, after I read that, I kind of went, oh, okay, like, yeah, like, it's almost like, it's like you're watching snippets of somebody's dream or something, you know, or like, you know, you're getting like the best highlights of somebody's wacky, crazy dream, you know, and then, and then, you know, reading the, the, the manga version of it, I kind of went, oh, okay, I see, like, this is about, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, especially like, you know, what's his face? The, the, you know, the Hitler stash, you know, <laughs> army general and everything. Like he's got, you know, all the guys, they have much longer, you know, bigger story arcs. And, you know, so I, I mean, in that, like, I, I can back you up on well, that. I mean, it's I, like, I saw it when I was like, like in high school and stuff. And like, I, I'd, I'd heard it talked up before. And, you know, my friend was all like, oh, you got to watch this anime movie. It's like the, the, the deepest, like, you know, it was like, you know, it was like the Matrix almost. It's like there's so many hidden meetings and stuff, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And he's like, it's it's like an anime masterpiece. And I'm like, uh, like let me look at the DVD like box, and I look at the box, and like the box says it's an anime masterpiece on it. And I was like, oh, well, the box <laughs> is like the telling Matrix. me that too. Yeah, <laughs> that the box is telling me that too. So it must be good. Yeah. So I watched it, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was um, like, I I don't know if I got it or not, <laughs> but I, mean, I, I I think the best thing I can say about it is is like I'll put it this way, when I saw it, I liken it to watching let's say teenagers from outer space if I was born in the fifties, <laughs> and then someone and then someone showing me Attack of the Clones, Attack <laughs> of the Clones kind of sucks, but I'd be like. That is so fucking beautiful. Look at these special effects. I don't even know how they did that. And at the time, I'd seen a lot of, like, 70s, 60s anime, and I was like, all right, anime is really kind of cool. Well, Japanimation, like I said back then. And then when I saw Akira, I was like, they can do that with drawings? (laughs) (laughs) Drawings? Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I saw it, like, I was in junior high, like, fifth or sixth grade or something, and I taped it off Sci-Fi Channel, you know, that first dub that, you know, Derek and I were talking about, and I remember the first time I watched it, and, you know, I stayed up really late watching it, and I was just like, I was like the guy in Close Encounters of the Third Kind who was, like, you know, building Devil's Tower out of his mashed potatoes. I was like, this means something. There's a different meaning to this movie. I was like, you know, I was like your friend. 
Mike, I was like, there's so much meaning to this. And then, like, yeah. I kept watching it over and over. Like, you know, as I got older, I was like, mm, I don't – it's still good, but there's there's not as much here as I thought there was. Yeah. Like you said, weird for the sake of weird. Like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 I don't know. Yeah, it just seemed like that was – I guess if you can see deeper meaning to it, then that's, like, you know, good for you. But I'm just like, yeah – my deeper meaning is it's weird. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny because they talk about, you know, you're saying about the box description. How it says it's like it's an anime masterpiece. But, like, one of the other catchphrases they like to use is, like, this is so avant-garde. You know, and you're just kind of like, yeah, why is it so avant-garde? Like, can you, 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 you got to say that. you got to say it in, like, a Trax voice. This is so avant-garde. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Mo, this is so avant-garde. You will not understand what you're watching. <laughs> I mean, I can understand, like, to me, like, the part that I still really like about the movie, which is why I own it, is I love the the bike fight with the clowns, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing. But it's like, to me, like, it's like everything else. Like if you actually read the, the manga, it goes into a lot more detail about, you know, the, the, the subdivisions of the gangs and, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, like I, I remember my friend always said like, you know, his friends in college watched it and kind of wished it was about the biker gangs the whole time. <laughs> You know, like that's that's the part that they like the most. And then it kind of, you know, that's only like the first, what, 20 minutes of the movie. And then it dovetails into other things that are so, you know, completely different. Well, that's you know? the sad thing about it, though. If you actually like describe the movie to somebody, if you hold nothing back and just go blunt, you're like, yeah, there's like these two biker gangs. And then like one of their friends goes crazy and then like he gets kidnapped and he like like loses his mind. There's an acid trip and then he turns into a big blob and eats the city. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. But, I mean, if you watch it, it's not that. But if you just go for the bare bones, it's not really special, but you actually have to watch it. I don't know. It's a cultural event in a way. It has already begun. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah. (laughs) Obviously, you hit a nerve on that one, Mike. Sorry. That's okay. This is good. This is fun. Oh yeah, totally, totally. I, there's, I'll, a, I'll a, there's a there's a line from that new Akira dub. I'm gonna throw at Mike. It's one of the uh, the kids, like when they're in the playroom or something, and you know they're yelling at, at Tetsuo. He goes, "Hey you, you're a cretin. <laughs> you're a cretin." <laughs> like I, I always thought that was a funny line, and the uh, the voice actor who delivered it did a really good job with it. I thought. But... <laughs> what about you, Derek? Is there like a show you just can't watch or even a movie or anything just oh so bad well i mean as far as the question like do i find older anime difficult to watch like i'd say no i mean like because there's a lot like i was already talking about you know i i really like you know universal century gundam stuff i love zeta i love og gundam and stuff like that but even when i was getting into tamino you know, I, I sort of mentioned this already, but things like Invincible Superman Zambot 3, which is like a super robot thing, but it's still like very old, you know, heavy metal L game, you know, you know like all these things that he, he worked on before. But then even beyond that, like the oldest anime I can remember watching and not going, what's this weird Japanimation stuff 
was Dolgo 13. Oh, yeah. You know, and I just, thought, I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. I was like, oh, this is like the Punisher or something, you know? Like, it's like he's running around assassinating people and shacking up with sexy women and just kind of, you know, doing his thing. And I, I thought those were great. Some older anime that, you know, I know Justin mentioned Galaxy Express. I love Galaxy Express, Harlock, that kind of stuff. Cutie Honey, <laughs> I became a big fan of. Thanks to Funkatron on Botalk, he he posted some stuff from Cutie Honey the Live. And then from that, I started watching that show. I watched the live action movie. And then I started tracking down, you know, any kind of anime I could watch. And I, I think the show I like the most, I mean, as far as the anime goes, they, they've made newer anime, you know, that came out as recently as I think like 2002 or 2003, which I'm not, you know, I've seen it, but I don't think it's like the greatest thing ever. But I really, really do like the original, like, cutie honey anime from the 70s. Well, well, and the uh, same allow thing allow me to uh, piss off one of our uh, listeners. Yeah, it's from Going to Guy, the guy who made Transor Z. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, and then uh, you know, beyond that, you know, uh, all in the same time frame, you know, I love Lupin, you know, Lupin the Third. I mean, part of that's due to the fact that I think the Genion dub, the, you know, the most recent dub on Adult Swim is, like, one of the greatest dubs I've ever heard because they somehow managed to make it contemporary, and I think it's kind of a shame that I guess it never took yeah, off kind of or whatever. Off, but pissed off, but it only lasted like maybe six months at the most. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think I think Lupin yeah. is awesome. Like, I remember because of that, I tracked down, you know, because they, they aired, the dub was just the red jacket stuff. Yeah. But I remember tracking down and watching English, you know, well, I remember how I said I was into getting those Hong Kong bootlegs or whatever. I watched like English subtitles of, you know, the green jacket ears and stuff like well, even, that. I mean, so even I, the Adult Swim like theme song, I'm sorry, I just remember this now that you brought it up. It's like Lupin <laughs> the Third. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Cutie, Cutie Honey is the same way. I mean, it's like, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of like these awesome 70s, you know, kind of the same way uh, the original Mobile Suit Gundam, you know, it's got that kind of 70s, you know. <laughs> that actually always makes no, me that. mad. Did it make you mad yeah. that, like, Adult Swim totally, like, killed MSG, like, not even in the middle of the run? Yeah. Well, you know what was funny was somehow I was magically able to, like, I remember where exactly where I was on New Year's. I was at a good buddy of mine's house, and we were all celebrating, so there was a big party there. But then once, like, the party, like, like wrapped up or, like, during the party, I think it was when I saw, like, the last episode of Mobile Suit Gundam, you know, before it was on DVD. So it was, like, I, I remember I even, even though they put it on at the, like, the it was, like, part of New Year's Evil. Yeah, well, I mean, like, before they, that, it was on Adult Swim for some reason, yeah. Yeah, they, they killed it because yeah. of 9-11, basically, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't want to go into it because it's, like, so stupid because... They had Gundam, and it was really popular. Gundam Wing had been a proven franchise, and as far as I know, MSG was getting good ratings, too. It was just so stupid. Well, like, when this when this topic was brought up, like, do you prefer, you know, newer anime or old anime? Like, I immediately went to old Gundam because, you know, I had some friends who were into anime. Like, we were into DBZ and stuff, and, you know, he liked Gundam Wing, too, and I'd let him borrow my tapes because I you know, like, Derek was a crack fiend for comics. For a while there, I was a crack fiend for anime. So I would tape all this stuff off the of Toonami, and I had just like stacks and stacks of VHS tapes. So I let this friend borrow Gundam Wing, and then when the old Gundam started, I started taping it. And you know, he asked for those tapes, so I let him borrow it. And then like he brought them back the next day. He was like, "What was that?" I was like, well, "That that's that's the original Gundam. That's where all this stuff sprang from." He was like, "Oh, it looked terrible. I don't want to watch that anymore." I was just like, 
well, you should give it a chance. It's really good. He's like, no, 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 I don't want no more of that crap. <laughs> it's always weird how, like, you know, current day fans, like, there's that stigma of it. if it doesn't look like the most current anime. Like, I always remember back when Seed came out. It's like, oh, people that liked Seed, it's like, what? I have to watch this old anime? It's like you ask them to, like, you know, read a book or watch a black and white TV show. <laughs> Do some homework. Because <laughs> the, the anime is, like, from the 70s <laughs> or something. And, dude, like, it's not all that bad, you know, but whatever. Well, I mean, I, I, mean, I think my biggest issue with Cartoon Network, just to kind of go on my little rant here real quick. I miss, like, Toonami so much, because, do you remember the Saturday Night Block? Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed One Piece after they got rid of Four Kids. I liked Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo. I don't care. I, I'll admit <laughs> I will, it. I'll back you up, like, you know, that's one of those anime that, like, when you talk about with people, they either love it or hate it. Like, I absolutely love Bo-Bo-Bo, but I have yet to find very many people who share my enthusiasm for that show. It, it was supposed to be stupid, and yeah. if you like stupid, then you will freaking enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And I think Cartoon Network lost a little bit of their balls. They're like, oh, let's do Naruto. Let's do Bleach. Those are very popular. Don't do popular shit. Pick some stuff people don't know about. Like, kind of think outside the box. I gave sci-fi credit for a minute because they were airing Star Blazers. But now they killed their anime blog, so. Well, like, they, they had the Anna Mondays, and I, I, I think that was interesting for me because I got to watch a couple shows that I had never bothered, you know, that I probably wouldn't have normally watched. But since it was on TV, you know, I checked them out. Like, I was kind of happy I, I sat through now and then. I mean, it was kind of one of those, you know, gut-breaking, depressing kind of, you know, post-apocalyptic you know, animes. It was kind of like, I think it was the same person who did Grave of the Fireflies, which yeah. is, if you've ever seen that, have, yeah. like, that may be an old anime, but get ready to, like, cry your eyes out and, like, you know, want to slit your wrists by the time you <laughs> finish watching that. That's got to be the most gut-wrenching, depressing thing you, you know, well, I mean, that I've ever That's seen, my point, but... though, is, like, it's, it's good to be exposed to new shit, not just, like, you know, this is popular, enjoy this because people like it. You know, give us a little bit of variety you know yeah yeah but then again you know like be, thanks to that I, I had to sit through descendants of darkness which woo, like, oh. <laughs> hey if it were for sci-fi we never would have gotten gurren lagan over here so yeah yeah so there's there's plenty of positive yeah brian is there like some old anime that just makes you cringe or no uh, not really i haven't watched a whole lot of older anime like like justin did when when I saw the question, I was thinking about it. Like, what came to mind first was Speed Racer, and I don't find it hard at all to watch. It's actually, you know, kind of a pleasure. I kind of like watching Speed go like, oh, like you know, <laughs> five or six times yeah. in the span of ten minutes. So I think it's quite. Trixie, good what's going on? <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, I mean, when, when I was growing up, I mean, I didn't include this in my '80s show, but as much as I watched Transformers, as much as I watched Thundercats, as much as I watched He Man. I was right up there with Robotech. Love me some Robotech. And it was an older show. I mean, now if you compare it to like newer stuff, really dated, but I was all into that. And if you gave me a video cassette or a DVD, I don't know if it's on DVD now, but I would totally watch it. I'd be totally into it. Yeah, there's, there's, there, Robotech is like the evil dead of fucking anime <laughs> DVDs. Yeah. It's like, there's like, you have to like get a fucking thesis and a dissertation to figure out what the fuck you want to go out and buy. But yeah, you can you can definitely find a copy. <laughs> Did you yeah. guys ever see like Speed Racer when it was on like MTV? Because that's how I actually watched. Oh yeah, 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 because yeah. 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 it wasn't actually on when I was a kid. As like they like MTV was like we're having Speed Racer. I'm like huh, what? Huh? It was like <laughs> I have no clue why they did it, but 
yeah, that's how I was introduced to it. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad show. It's it's, it's cheesy, it's campy, but like kind of like the old Batman TV show. It really draws you in. You're like, oh, I got to see Speed say, oh, next. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, hey, I mean, I I think the the general conclusion is it doesn't matter if it's old or new. If it's good, it's good. Would you guys yeah, agree? Yes. Yep. And, oh, yeah. and if you're one of those, you know, like stupid people who are like, oh, I don't like watching old anime, you're you're going to miss out on some gems like, you know, Lupin the Third and, you know, Speed Racer and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and also it's it's kind of the same boneheaded mentality of people who say, oh, I don't want to watch black and white movies or, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. You're like, well, geez, like that's just... You're, you're limiting the scope of things that you could possibly enjoy. Yeah, you know? ran, random thought on that train of thought. I watched two nights ago, Harold Lloyd movie. Awesome. Funniest guy I've seen in a long time. I always liked Harold Lloyd when I was a kid. They used to have little shorts on TV, but it was actually on American Movie or some of that classics or the other classic channel. Oh, Turner, Turner Movie <laughs> Might classic. Might Turner Movie classic. It's Harold Lloyd, no sound. But he's a funny guy, very quick, very witty. It's, you know, something that's a classic, something that's good. It's always going to be good. Don't, like, jade yourself just because it doesn't have the newest special effects, you know. Just enjoy something because it's worth watching. Anyway, not to get all nostalgic. We'll move on. <laughs> Stop it! I can't stand that laughing! Stop it! Ah, not to get all jaded, but what's the worst anime you've ever seen is our next topic. I will actually go ahead and jump in on this to start off just because I hate to admit this, but I will go there. I have seen some hentai in my life. <laughs> you don't say. And I know, right? You wouldn't even believe it. <laughs> I saw this movie three times in my life, and every time I've seen it, I've been always a little disturbed. It's actually kind of a popular hentai, I guess. It's called Legend of the Overfiend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I won't say it's bad as far as the animation quality. As far as how it's animated, it's very well done. Yeah. But I think the best way I can describe this without completely destroying our audience's mental faculties is lots of tentacle penises everywhere. Stay away if you are not an open-minded person. And I think I really will leave it at that. Uh, Legend of the Overfiend, if you get a chance to rent it or buy it or see it, run away. Just just, just <laughs> be prepared. Yeah, just be prepared. If you watch it. Hey, you know, you know, I've, I've actually never seen any hentai. Um, I, I was always curious because I saw that there were, like, live-action versions of, of <laughs> hentai before. So I was kind of like, ooh, I wonder what that's like out of curiosity. But I've never actually seen any of it. But... What I do remember is, you know, in my frequent days of getting English Hong Kong subtitled deep bootleg DVDs, I always remember in the used section, like see or at Odyssey Video when they had their their hentai section or whatever, there were always these DVDs where like the big selling point was like features voice acting from like Jenna Jameson <laughs> and like you know. Like, basically, it was, like, all the, the, you know, Jill Kelly, you know, like, all the porn stars were providing the voices. And I just thought, well, how great a voice actress could they be? And what good, you know, what good is it to hear their voice? Like, you know, like. <laughs> they anyway. really care about the voices, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and add addendum to my quick review. It's Legend of the Overfiend, but also in American Shores, it's also known as Wandering Kid. So, keeping you safe. America, just letting you know. Yeah, do not want, stay away, run. <laughs> what about you, Mike? What's the worst anime or OVA you've ever seen? 
Well, I've mentioned it several times before in this very podcast, but Gundam Seed Destiny is probably the most <laughs> disappointing anime I've ever seen. But I'm not going to talk about that because I could fill up a whole podcast with how disappointed I was with that show. You, you really rain on my parade because I just I'm started sorry. that today, so I'm just like, oh. I know. I'm, I'm sorry, Justin. You need to learn to hate it yourself. Dude, dude, but Justin, Justin, episode 11. Mmm, good. But after that, <laughs> uh, Mike's like, I'm going to go watch Overfiend just to get the taste of that out of my mouth. <laughs> The one I picked, the one I picked is like a disappointing one. Is Street Fighter Victory or just Street Fighter V? I guess it was. It, it was a Street Fighter anime that came off the heels of that the Street Fighter Two animated movie, which I love a lot. And you know, the original that one I love a lot. I like. I actually, it's one of the few things where I definitely say like the English version is like miles and miles ahead of the Japanese version. Well, because they have they have silver yeah, chair, yeah, dude. and like, like better music and all that, yeah. And uh, you know, I'm a sucker for a good like bromance story and a good <laughs> like I like to call I love this trope whenever it appears in any fiction rival. I call it rival fusion, where you know whether it be like Goku and Piccolo or Vegeta or like Char and Amaro or like Simone and Viral from Gurren Lagann, whenever they have to like team up and fight like a bigger bad guy than each other, like their rivals. I, I love that. So, you know, Ken and Ryu doing that together is always cool to me. However, like Street Fighter V, it kind of got into the weird, like Ken and Ryu's relationship kind of got into weird, like homoerotics in that series. Like, I don't know. It was just, it <laughs> Ken, to feed M. Bison, we have to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like it's more like, dude, Ryu, it's cool. I'm rich. Come live with me yeah, in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and that and the naked wrestling while swimming, yeah, stuff, which is. Awesome. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna whip you with a towel. <laughs> Funny when your penis slaps me in the face while we naked wrestle in the pool. <laughs> okay, but not not only that, but like you know, they redesigned all the characters so they looked only vaguely like similar to their original like Street Fight classic Street Fighter costumes. Like I don't know, mo and like I hated like every single redesign. Like none of them were for the better. They were all like dumb. Like, and even Ryu and Ken, like, all all they did, like, with Ryu was take away his headband and his gloves, and it just made him look stupider. Well, the, you know, not to grind this into the ground, but Ryu did kind of look like a twink compared to, <laughs> to uh, his Street Fighter yeah. 2, the movie version. You know, it's like, it's like he looked like yeah. a younger, you know, yeah. leaner version of Ryu. And then, like, Ken had, like, it, it was like, for some reason, they made Ken a redhead in, yeah, um, right, in, yeah. in Street Fighter 2. Uh -huh. You know, and it was kind of like, I was always kind of like, well, he's a blonde, isn't he? Like, I don't get it. But it's like, oh, George, no, 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 fiery American, red hair. Jimmy Crockett. I was also going to say there's a lot of filler. Like, there's a, the friggin' series is like the friggin' Smallville of anime. It's like <laughs> so friggin' drawn out stuff. Like, there's, there's an episode where, like, I guess Cammy has to assassinate, like, Chun-Li's father. And, like, she goes, like... The whole, like, literally half the episode is she goes and sees him from the back, like, sitting in a chair, right? And she just keeps staring at his back, and she just keeps staring and staring. And finally, she runs up and runs up and hits him and snaps his neck and kills him. And I was like, okay, well, now he's dead, right? And then it cuts back to her looking at the back of him from, like, from the back when he's still sitting in the chair. And I was like, what? 
was like, oh, she was just imagining what she was going to do to him. Okay. <laughs> right. So then it cuts to like another five minutes of her just like staring at him while he like just kind of talks on the <laughs> phone. And like it, this was literally half the episode. And then, like, then there's another episode later on where, like, Bison comes in and, like, kicks Ken and Chun-Li's asses. And he, like, picks Chun-Li up by the neck and, like, slams her against the wall and, like, chokes her out. And, like, again, half the episode is him just holding her against the wall, choking her while Ken, like, kind of drags himself towards him and, like, just kind of, like, watches this happen. And it's literally ten minutes and I'm like, is something going to happen? And it's just, like, different angles of him choking her. Even, like, Bice is like, are you here yet? And he's like, almost, hold on, uh, hold on. Yeah. Uh, what happened? You gave me a trolley horse. I'm, I'm working through it. So, Mike, would you would you rather sit through the, the U.S. Street Fighter cartoon <laughs> with, you know, Bison? Or, like, or would you prefer to sit through Street Fighter TV? Yes! Yes! Yes, the American one, because that one's actually hilarious. Yeah, I like I like Cracker Hacker <laughs> yeah. E Honda. Like, that's <laughs> that does sound horrible. I've never seen that one. I've seen like seen the series, like the the anime series. And I think the first movie, the first movie sucked too. So what the Street Fighter two movie? No, that one's good. No, no, the Street Fighter two yeah, movie. I like good, that. But I'm talking about like, the, like Street Fighter like. Oh, oh, you yeah, mean Alpha, Alpha and all yeah, that other? Yeah. yeah, those those aren't. Yeah, those the second, are, those the are second one is atrocious. The generation, I think it's Alpha. Generations yeah. where it's like Akuma is revealed to be Ryu's father, and then it's like no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> wrong. <laughs> it's like he's like Shenlong's like ancient enemy. So yeah, Ryu's like ninety now or some shit like that. And it's like. Ryu has a kid brother that needs to join up with Scott Tracker and uh, oh, where's and, T-Bob? Uh, it's like in the in the Street Fighter. I think it's like Alpha Generations. It's yeah, like he's got the little the kid brother. So like, one, yeah, yeah. He's like he's like I'm your kid brother, and I'm kind of like Ryu doesn't have a kid brother. No, I'm probably your kid brother. I'm like okay, whatever. You're dumb. No. I'm your kid brother. You know, it's like, what? I'm an evil robot kid brother. Oh, okay. You know, I'm actually Ryu. James Jr. and you're gonna die and I'm gonna take your place and take pictures for you at the Daily Planet. <laughs> yeah, so that's my choice. Street Fighter V. Street Fighter B? V. For oh, V. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. for bowel movement. But... I, think, I, th- I think it's, I wanna say it stands for victory, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's like victory. Or, or for very bad. Yes. Alright, Derek, what's your worst anime well this is this is long and coming and awaited i'm gonna have to explain what blue cupcakes are here we go Ah, you bastards you don't get it do you the prime example of something which is what i thought of when the question was brought up for worst anime is uh, a show called serial experiments lane and this is like an anime series where you know again we bring up you know you know the avant-garde, avant-garde. You know, or, you know, yeah basically like it's supposed to be this kind of anime where you know they're they're playing with how you view communications and you know how uh, you know reality is perceived and you know those kind of things so basically like it, it's what i kind of tantamount to 
blue cupcake anime and and basically what that means is it's it's it, it can be simplified as just saying something weird for the sake of being weird you know it's it's weirdness without rhyme or reason or purpose and you know to signify that i always kind of said to my friend well dude this this is like you know you you wake up one morning and you go to the bakery and then you're like oh well what, what do you see in the bakery it's like filled with blue cupcakes it's like why are the cupcakes blue i don't know like, would you eat a blue cupcake? I don't think so, you know? So it's like, what are they for? They're not for eating, you know? They're just colored blue, like, you know? So it's just kind of, it seems pointless <laughs> to me. And and my favorite story about blue cupcakes, which is kind of a tangent, is, and, and this is, you know, this isn't just strictly for anime. I kind of use it as a, a catch-all phrase for anything that I think is really strange. But I remember, you know, my buddy was big on reading Grant Morrison's The Invisibles. And Grant Morrison is is a prime composer and uh, crafter of blue cupcakes. <laughs> You know, it's like if, if anybody's read Final Crisis, I think that's pretty blue cupcakey at times, too, where you're just like, what the fuck's going on? I don't get it. Like, why is this here? You know, what what is this purpose serve? You know, that kind of thing. And so Invisibles was was kind of big on that where, you know, stuff was happening and you're like, wait, where are they? What reality are they in? How did they get here? Why? I don't under, you know, like, oh, what's going on, you know, and stuff. And I remember a, a buddy of mine, you know, he's kind of like, oh, he's reading some, you know, because he, he would buy the, the trade paperbacks and then I'd borrow them from him later and, and read them and stuff. And, and, you know, so he's like, he's like, dude, man, it's like, you know, Finny, like she, she, she like throws up blue cupcakes. <laughs> And I'm like, and I thought he was just kidding. Like, I thought he was using my, you know, it was like our sort of catchphrase where anything, if something was weird, we would say, dude, you know, like, instead of saying like, dude, I, I went across the street and there was this weird guy, you know, mowing the lawn or whatever, you know, we might say like, oh, dude, man, dude mowing the lawn was total blue <laughs> cupcakes. Like, it was totally weird. So I thought he was just joking to me. I just thought he was saying, like, dude, uh, Grant Morrison's writing some weird stuff again. Like, you know, Finney's throwing up blue cupcakes. You know, something's weird. And then when I read it, like, she literally, like, was vomiting up blue. <laughs> and I just went, when, once I read the, the trade paperback, I, I, I was like, I talked to him. I go, she really did throw up blue <laughs> cupcakes. You know, like, I was totally totally shocked about it or whatever but yeah i mean you know serial experiments lane i just thought was really strange and i couldn't really get into it it's like i, I kind of need something a little more solid you know like things like cowboy bebop or you know even gundam at least i know what politics and military and you know it's something i can sort of latch on to but i think when they get all kind of sort of you know i, yeah, I, mean, you know, I don't know what the best coherent you know, plot <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, you know, there's some stuff where it's just if it's just sensory bombardment of information without any discernible plot, then then you kind of get a little, you know, and, and, and in some cases, you know, like to me, I think, you know, I apply it to things maybe that I don't like. So maybe I use it a little too unsparingly. But, you know, to me, it's kind of like, you know, even things like I, I know, you, Tony, you said you like, you know, stuff with like Ghost in the Shell and all that stuff. But to me, like Ghost in the Shell was always very blue cupcakey, where it's like, you know, you, you've got the, you know, I, I remember going to see Innocence in the theater and, 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 you know, right before the kind of music starts up where, you know, you know, dead mannequin bodies are being possessed and running around, you know, and it's the major and stuff. And you're just kind of like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you hear like the kind of you know, ornamental, you know, <laughs> you know, Japanese kind of music. And I went, okay, here comes the blue cupcakes. Like, here comes the weirdness, you know, like that kind of thing where it's like, here we go. 
you know, like there's going to be some funky stuff going on. And, you know, I mean, to me, it, it always applied to those kind of, you know, instances where, where things were, you know, intense and strange and, and kind of weird, but without any kind of, you know, rhyme or reason or explanation. So I, I've never been able to latch on to stuff like that. I mean, even in some cases, the obsession with the religious iconography and neogenesis and Evangelion. You know, I always just kind of went, well, what's up with that? Like, why, why is that there? It's like, cause it's cool. It's like, really? <laughs> like, you know, like I just, you know, stuff like, it's, it's almost like you're, you're wielding a hammer and, and using it to take out a screw. If, if you it know? helps, like, 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 no one wait. really understands the on Genesis about Evangelion. They just say they do. So they sound a little bit smarter than the rest of us. <laughs> No, I mean, I you know, to me, I remember like like watching the the compilation movies, not these new movies, but I remember renting those, and I thought the most interesting thing to me was they had some commentaries on there, and at least the commentaries you know talked about the use of the religious iconography, and I thought that was actually kind of interesting and and you know insightful and and you know where it was applied and and you know how they did it, but I mean the actual. You know, in the context of, it's kind of like that whole show, don't tell in a story. You know, it's kind of like, to me, it's kind of like, you know, just having it there is like as bad as telling. You know, they didn't, oh, look, it be a cross, you know, <laughs> or, you know, whatever. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of like, okay, like, you know, or, I, I don't know. It, there, there were a lot of things like that where, you know, to me, Evangelion was kind of like the X-Men of anime, you know, kind of convoluted, you know. And, and, and kind of, you know, in some sense, you know, especially like the serial experiments lane, it was just very kind of a bombardment of stuff that I just, you know, you know, it, it was just hard to it wrap was, my was, head up. It was kind of like plot, plot, never... plot, 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 action. And if you don't catch it, you're fucked. Eh, I mean, I, I wouldn't even call it plot. It was more like. <laughs> it had no plot. What are you talking about? You know, well, to me, that, that's what it felt like. It felt like it was, you know, you're, you're like, you know, here's an Andy Warhol painting. Wait, here's a Bosquat painting. Oh, you know, wait, here's some cubism. Oh, and then by the way, here's a little girl. Hello. Guys... <laughs> oh no, cubism. Uh, oh no, we're going crazy. On, uh, you know, sorry. and it's just kind of like, okay. I'm well, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. You, know. you guys remember a show on Adult Swim called like Paranoia Agent or something like that? Yep. Ah, yep. see, there you go. That's that's another great example of. Blue <laughs> yeah, Puppets, I had no idea know, what the what, fuck that was about. You know, like what what you know that the aspect of paranoia to it. You know, it's like, oh well, of course it's going to be weird and confusing and stuff. But to me, it was like one of those things where it's like. Oh, this could be interesting, like maybe, but then, you know, to me, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I, I like something where I can sink my teeth into it and at least wrap my head around, okay, Death Note. Oh, you know? great show, great There's anime, a, great movies. You know, oh, yeah. it, 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 you know, you write down a name, it kills somebody. There's Shinigami, there's Death Gods. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, it, this is pretty straightforward. It's nothing that I, you know, Shinigami is not part of my lexicon. You know, like, I don't, I don't, you know, that's not part of my day-to-day, -day, you know, but I can grasp it makes the you, it concept. It makes you think in a you know, good I can, way. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, hey, this is a thought-provoking kind of thing, and I can latch on to it and understand it. You know, another anime I really liked was, like, Monster, you know, and it was the same kind of, you know, okay, it's about a guy, a doctor, like, being framed, and he's hunting down a serial killer, and, you know, there were some things that were kind of weird, but that aspect of it is like watching Silence of the Lambs. Of course, you're not going to 
identify with a serial yeah. killer. You know, you're going to identify with Jodie Foster, yeah. right? You're going to identify with, you know, the, the, you know, the Japanese doctor who's, you know, trying to, you know, uh, stop the serial. <laughs> well, I mean, as a, as an actor and like, you know, somebody who's in Hollywood, I think you'd agree that like, there's nothing wrong with being an intellectual property, but you got to kind of give your audience clues to what's going on. Well, it's good to, it's good to know the yeah, rules exactly, of the game, yeah. you know, like that, that I've always thought was a good, you know, whether it's, whether it's, you know, and, and, and sometimes people might not like the game, you know, it's like, oh, some people go, oh, I don't like superheroes and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, to me, it's like, it's not that, that nobody explained the rules of the game to them. It's just, they don't like that, you know, oh, you mean he, he can't be recognized with his glasses <laughs> on? Ugh. You know, it's like, okay, so, so, but at least you're told up front, like, oh, these are the rules, you know, like, if, and if you don't want to play the rules or you want to, you want to break the rules and be edgy, like, that's cool too. But as long as you know what the rules are, you know, but, but I think in some cases, you know, to me, the blue cupcakes thing is like, I can be sitting here talking to you. And then in a blue cupcakes anime, all of a sudden, you know, the Skype call comes out of the computer and eats my face (laughs) and then my face starts talking to the computer and all of a sudden all these little fly bugs come out of my face and fly around. And then all of a sudden there's a universe on the, the fly and the fly is made up of a bunch of Tomaris and then they're eating chicken. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like, hey, what's going on? Like, why is this like the way it is? You know? And it's just like, they want to bombard you with sensory information until like your head explodes. And I'm just kind of like, well, you know what? That's that's nothing that entertains me. It's just kind of like a mind fuck. And it's like, you know, some people like watching scary movies, but at least they know the rules, you know. But in this, it's kind of like, hey, you want to get your mind fucked? You know, and it's kind of like, no. But it's like, oh, you're about to, baby. <laughs> yeah. it just, it just, um, you just don't really get the idea of, like, I loved a woman, and she was really special to me, and we grew old together, and I fought in World War Two and apple pie, bombardier <laughs> flies. I don't have any idea why my penis is on fire. Enjoy. <laughs> see and, and and to me blue cupcakes is like everything yeah. after apple pie yeah you know like, what i mean like it's just like wait what like it's not what even by you it's just like you're making no sense just to be artsy yeah it, it, it feels like a forced faux avant-garde you know it's not it's not that it actually is genuine in some ways you know or at least that's how that's how i perceive it i mean some people might you know be like oh you're totally crazy that you know, serial experiments land is like the greatest thing ever, but you know, well, I, you know, I would not think that's what you're saying so. is it's like a Japanese poetry slam. I'm, I'm thinking I get a picture of like a Japanese guy in like a beatnik <laughs> outfit, you know? What's the dance to I like, I don't think like, serial experiments land is like the greatest anime, but like I've only seen it once and I watched it the one time when I was in high school and I guess I would equate it back to when I first saw Akira. I was like, this means something. But I guess I guess like ah. I was in that mindset where I was really into things that like made you think or made you question things like you know like what I liked about Gundam like and especially like Zex Marquis was like he kind of made you question like you know what does it mean to fight what does it mean to be friends with people you know stuff like that like I really like stuff that made you like question <laughs> stuff like that but you know like I said I haven't seen serial experiment slang since so I don't know I'm not sure how I feel about it now but then like you know going beyond that like Evangelion like I didn't find Evangelion you know confusing or anything until like the last few episodes where they went into the human instrumentality project and it was just like voiceovers and like weird imagery and the scribbles and stuff so I was just like what exactly is going on here you know, am I stupid or, or, you know, I need somebody to explain this to me. Like, that's 
That's where Evangelion lost me. I almost think that, like, some of those animes are just, like, they get to a point where they're just like, hmm, how can we make people who are watching this feel stupid, you know? Well, it seemed like, it seemed like there's, like, tons of tea spears thrown <laughs> in the last minute. <laughs> Space flower, you know, they're like, hey, let's 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 tea spear and space flower this shit up, you know, with with religious iconography, you know, it'd be like, that oh, make it too much fucking sense, damn it. Like I guess at the time, like I was one of those, you know, fanboys you probably would have hated. Like I really loved Evangelion up until that point, those last two episodes, and then I like at that point I was just like, well, I, I like stuff like this that makes you think, but I don't. This is making me think. But I don't understand what it wants me to think about. Like it doesn't make any sense at <laughs> hey, all to hey, me. Hey, Justin, man, I'm on your back, man. I mean, I got your back on that because I liked the animation. I thought it was a cool story. But really, I mean, when it got to that certain point, it wasn't that I was like, I'm too stupid to understand this. I'm like, they are really seriously trying to not make any fucking sense just to see if people are paying attention anymore. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's where they lost me. So, like, where they're doing these, you know, new movies, I'm hoping when they get to that point, they're going to do something a lot better than, like, a bunch of scribbles and voiceovers, and you don't know what the hell they're doing. So far, they're, they're like, they. it seems like they're taking a more, like, contemporary, straightforward storyline. Yeah, know? I've enjoyed these new movies so far. I'm just, I'm well, just kind of I mean, curious I, what I, they're going to do. I take it from what? Smooth said when we talked to him, the dub was apparently shit the one we got anyway. So that might have something to do with it. Do you guys remember when he said that? Like Evangelion, the yeah. one we got? Well, I mean, he was just referring to especially the, the name yeah, translation. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. like, who decided it was called Neogenesis? You know, that's not what the you know the name actually translates to but you know that that's that's why sometimes i question you know like wait why it's like the use of religious iconography to somebody like me is going to have a different meaning to somebody in japan i i i remember reading about what was it oh oh that that's what it was on cbr like they mentioned this phenomenon of of japanese blackface and the context of it over there is not the same context as it would be in the U.S. You know, it's something completely different, you know. So it's like, you know, you, you it's like just kind of worlds apart in some ways. Let's say we don't I'm, get rid of Fugatron as a listener. <laughs> I'm like, after talking about all this, I really want to sit down and watch Serial Experiments Lane again and see how I feel about it, you know, 12 years later after having only watched it once. I, gotta, I really want to see if I still, like enjoy it or you know if i just if i'm like if i have your opinion derek where i'm just like i don't know what this means anymore i kind of feel i have the same feeling about maps anybody see maps no no it's an no. anime check it out it's just really that's all it's called maps may aps did you guys i mean i know you guys are probably more inclined to watch neo genesis but another thing i just kind of popped in my head was like did you like the characters in that because for <sighs> me like that that was one of where I got turned off is like, you know, you get to the point where Shinji's, you know, jerking off in the hospital room <laughs> yeah. over what's your face in a coma. You're like, what the fuck is wrong <laughs> yeah, with that, you? That, that's you know? pretty like, much. Like, and it's not like, it's not like girl in the coma is like any better, but at the same <laughs> time, like, just why kind of, do I hate hey, you yeah, all? <laughs> yeah. You guys are also <laughs> fucked up, you know, like, I don't know. I, well, I yeah. mean, that's Gynax, though. That's Gynax. That's him in a nutshell. They do some weird fucking shit. I mean, you've seen FLCL, right? <laughs> yeah, but 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 I don't I don't hate you know I, <laughs> I I don't hate the characters in that. I mean, there, there's an element to well, I can't think of anybody's names in Fooly Cooly, but you know the the kid, you know, like he I relate yeah. to the kid. 
You know, I, I I've had a bunch of like older women be weird with me. I've had. Have uh, they hit you in the head know, with a guitar made robot spring out of your head? Though? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. That's that's generally that's generally whoa, what whoa, happens. Whoa, 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 hold you know, on. That goes. Tell me, where can I meet these women right now? <laughs> <laughs> just look for. Yeah. A I was gonna say, Tony's just like that's just gynex <laughs> jerking off over your unconscious body. <laughs> it's just what Gynex does, yeah. I think like the uh, requisite to work for Gynex is like clock in, take two tabs of acid, start drawing. <laughs> you know? Just, I mean, I, Gynex is awesome. I mean, I love the animation and stuff. It's just I have no idea where they get their stories. I have no idea. Just so fucking random. I don't know. Hey, what, what? Brian's being very quiet over there. <laughs> I'll go ahead and hit you up real quick so we can uh, go ahead and wrap this shit up. Any animes that, like, really just, you know, didn't make any sense to you? Worst anime ever? Well, I took the question as kind of a loaded one, and, like, I couldn't think of any animes that I thought were, like, you know, as I watched, like, oh, man, this is terrible. You know, there's there's plenty of anime shows that I've tried to watch and I just didn't get into. But I didn't really feel right, like, pissing all over Gundam just because, you know, I didn't watch more than a handful of episodes. So I ended up kind of changing the question to more be, like, what what anime or OVA was I most disappointed in? And for that, I can come up with, like, Ponyo. Like, I've watched it, like, two or three times okay. with my daughter. And I think the problem with that is more just kind of a, like, it didn't meet my expectations as a bit of a letdown. Like, especially after really enjoying films like My Neighbor Totoro and Kiko's Delivery or Kiki's Delivery Service, you know? Yeah. Like, Ponyo's just, like, bores the crap out of me, so. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's very brave of you to speak out against Miyazaki, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I get Brian's back on some of those things because I remember, you know, I, I watched a lot of those movies in the theaters because, you know, I was nearby the, what do they call it, the El Capitan where they show all the Disney stuff, you know, and that's when they had the whole you know, contract with Disney or whatever to release the films. And I remember watching Princess Mononoke and kind of going, oh, okay, this is about the environment. Okay, I guess, like, it's avant-garde. but Fuck okay, it, blue whatever. cupcakes! Like, I wasn't, like, you know, <laughs> no, I, I just wasn't, I wasn't super into it. You know, I was like, ah, oh, this is okay, like, whatever. Like, I, I was just happy to see an anime in the theater. The one I really loved was Spirited yeah, Away, you know? So... So I thought that was like a great, terrific movie. And when somebody told me, oh, yeah, this outgrows Titanic in Japan, I went, well, that makes sense. It's a terrific movie. And then, you <laughs> yeah, know, Titanic you sucks. know, <laughs> well, whatever, you know, it's just like, you know, uh, hold me, don't let go, you know, you're the way. But the, the I remember after that, I went out and bought a bunch of DVDs of like the other stuff, you know, Laputa and Kiki's Delivery Service and all those kind of, you know, films and stuff. And for me, I was just not as. I don't know, you know, it's kind of like, Miyazaki is the master. And I went, okay, well, let's check out all the master's works, you know. And to me, like, I'm still going to hold to steady and fast to that Spirited Away is great. But the other movies, I just wasn't as enthralled or impressed by, you know. And that, that maybe that's just me. You know, like, the only other one I still own, because I went out and bought all the DVDs, like, like, without, you know, I didn't rent them or anything. I just went, oh, this guy's the master. And maybe that's kind of why... Maybe I got grumpy, you know. I went to Suncoast and spent like you know ninety bucks on DVDs or whatever. Fucking hack, you know. And then I watched all, of, 
And I was just like, I was like, well, this isn't as great as I thought it was going to be, you know? And so the only two I still own are Spirited Away. And because I like Lupin, I still own the... the Castle uh, of Cagliostro. Castle of... Yeah. So that's it. But the rest of them I traded in a long time ago because I just, you know, it wasn't that memorable or right. meaningful. Oh, to me. I mean, don't I've get me got... wrong. I mean, I'm not like giving Brian shit about like speaking out against Miyazaki. I don't like a lot of his films, probably as far as my top four that I still like. I do like Spirit Away. I like Howl's Moving Castle. I like El Porco Rosso. And yeah, I don't know if I've seen that. That's pretty good. It's, 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 it's a silly movie. And I like My Neighbor Totoro. Yep. Yeah, before I get murdered by some crazy anime fan, <laughs> just let me restate, I'm not saying it's the worst anime I've ever seen. It just didn't meet my expectations compared to some of his previous work that I had really enjoyed. I thought just Ponyo was kind of a little bit slow and, you know, maybe it wasn't aimed quite at my demographic because my two-year-old daughter loves it. So, hmm. yeah, hey, there I, you go. I'm like angry Miyazaki fans can direct their email <laughs> and comment. He's washed up. Hey, but no, I mean, every great filmmaker, even if he's like a genius or whatever, I mean, they make bad films or they make films that doesn't connect with everybody. I mean, this, you know, Michael Bay, he's never made a good film. Hell, he makes millions of dollars. Anyway, what are you going to say, Justin? I've got Poyo and Tales of Versi, but I just haven't got around to watching them yet. So I'm just kind of – what Brian's saying makes me kind of nervous because I was really looking forward to watching it too. So now I'm just like, oh. Yeah, don't let me color what you're going to you know, enjoy about the film. Just watch it and uh, I don't know, see if you come to the same conclusion I did. Right. Hey, I, I've watched it like – I mean, there's a week I think where it was on like free, like on demand or something. So I watched it two or three times in one week, too. So that could contribute to <laughs> my disdain. Enough Ponyo already. <laughs> now. Does Ponyo must cease? <laughs> and I was about to say, hey, Justin, I mean, when I first got exposed to my neighbor Totoro, it was a friend of mine. She was like, you got to watch this. And I saw, like, the box cover, and I'm like, really? I've got to watch, like, fucking Domo or fucking... <laughs> Some bullshit. I don't want to watch this, and I watch it. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, don't let it cloud your judgment. Yeah. I, I, I uh, had to watch it for like a Japanese film class, so it was, a, yeah. it was the first like movie of his I'd seen, and I was really impressed. So yeah, it's got really good animation. Miyazaki is not bad, but hey. He's not a god. He's just like George Lucas. He can make some shit, too. I think we're actually pretty good this week. I think we went over anime pretty in-depth. All right. For the future is the next Fan Holes podcast. You guys got to check in and see what we think about some stuff. If you're an anime fan, there's no way you cannot have enjoyed this podcast. But for right now, I am Tony Chainclaw. What's up, guys? Let's go ahead and sign off. Oh, this is Brian Breakdown. Derek, Derek, Mike, w. Thunderwing. Justin Grimoire. All right. <laughs> and we will see you guys, Blue Cupcakes, in the future Fan Holes podcast. Peace. Gundam. <laughs> Kakarot. <laughs>